0: Check, check. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Waste Books Appendices. Uh, this is Waste Correspondent Philip Griffin. I had a really cool guy named Jeff Jones over to my house. He flew in from LA uh, to sit down and have uh, like my longest conversation yet. I think it was about three hours. So if you're into long conversations, this is a good one. Um, Jeff is fucking smart. Um, We know each other from school, like high school. He helped me put some speakers in my car one time. And otherwise we were just like kind of a couple nerds that didn't like cross paths that much because we were doing our own shit. Um, But I'd kind of been following along with him. He went to Bozeman here nearby for university and then um, I saw on his fucking Instagram that he was in LA and I was like, oh shit, Jeff is, Jeff is in fucking LA. That's cool, what's he doing? He must be pushing the right buttons. Um, so I asked him if he would sit down with me and he was like, yeah, man, I've been looking for a chance to come home, uh, visit my dad who retired, blah, blah, blah. So he came, we sat in my living room. Um, it was kind of my first time hosting. So amidst the flurry, I failed to switch the microphone <laughs> on my recording device, so I had these like nice mics set up. I just went and bought a mic uh, that morning, and had like my stands out, and it was all looking good. I had these cool like multicolored microphone covers, look like clown noses, and I was like really, bo- I was kind of bothering Jeff throughout the talk to make sure he was speaking into the microphones. And then they weren't on. It was just the condenser mic. Um, Which sounds decent, but it's just kind of funny to think about us tending to these microphones and them not being on. So you can kind of make fun of us or me. Uh, Whenever you hear me, trying to adjust it because it doesn't fucking matter. Um, But yeah, okay, so the the condenser mic was on. It sounds decent. Um, We talk about kind of moving from the country here in Billings to uh, uh, moving to L.A. and how that's kind of fucking different um we talk about the tech industry and phones and how uh we're fucked up and shit um it's really a good conversation jeff like literally sets aside time in his schedule as he says in the podcast you'll see like a form of self-care like a way to make sure that he's meeting um social needs because he spends so much time coding um which speaking of which he's like a fucking coding guy has a company Um, Beartooth phones I think it's just Beartooth.com But they turn your phone into a walkie-talkie Using Bluetooth radio shit Um, It's really cool He'll explain more in the episode Um, Okay, so that's another topic We talk about fucking Jeff's path Kind of his career path Or whatever you want to call it Um, And how he ended up Doing what he's doing So anyway uh, Yeah Check that out. Listen up. Oh, check out our uh, website, waste-division.org, or our Patreon. I'm just going to make short plugs for those today. Um, Jeff is fucking smart. You should listen to this. Okay. Bye-bye. Waste. Waste.
1: Waste. Waste. Waste.
0: Waste. (laughs) Books. Appendix. Sweet. Now, yeah, we're rolling. Um mm. are, are you gonna be inclined to smoke at all this morning? Any weed?
2: Um we'll see, maybe. Sure. I'm we'll not it. feeling it now. That's cool. Still kinda of
0: recovering. if i <laughs> yeah. yeah dude, I hadn't yeah. I mean I quit drinking for a while and then I've been dipping my toe in a little bit. But last night I went I had a gig and like Sarah and I decided to kind of party a little bit yeah so I was like I'm gonna have three drinks or I had three drinks I woke up this morning and just felt like garbage like
1: yeah. yeah
0: I haven't had that for a while because it's been years since like I went that long without drinking yeah and then so I just sort of forgot what it was like I felt like a teenager almost being like I know hungover at feeling. that like yeah. oh sore as fuck and is new but yeah. it wasn't nice You're like, well aren't, aren't practiced mm. yeah yeah Exactly, but I had been like very practiced before, like I'd been drinking six pack a day or something. Yeah. So like, been there. Too. It was yeah. So it was pretty funny just to be like, oh shit, I can't do that. Like three beers, and I was feeling funny, like dizzy, and I was trying to act like I had been acting before, and it didn't work out. Like smoking cigarettes or whatever, and yeah, I'm, like, getting dizzy, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can't. I've atrophied. How does <laughs> did I do this every day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is what I do, and then i wake up and do it more, and yeah. damn. Yeah. After I turned 21, it was,
2: there a couple of years where I was mm. just at the bar too much.
0: Mm.
2: I think that's pretty common. Yeah. I don't know. Nowadays, it's, I, I prefer to stick to the, the plant matter, so to speak, mm. at this point. Mary Jane? It, and, yeah. The California the devil's grass. lettuce. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, um, so it's legal out there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is cool. It's pretty great. I could, I don't even have to leave my house. I just have an app on my phone. Deliver it. Order it. Yeah. yeah. It's like That's Uber Eats, cool. man. Right. Yeah. Uber Weed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, uh, L.A. especially. There's a... I mean, you're never within... Or you're never farther away than, like, a couple blocks from a good good dispenser with, so
0: <laughs> that's funny yeah um I got my medical card here like a year ago actually it's about to expire that's been nice. cool they'll deliver so there's like, yeah kind of but it's it sucks because you have to go to the one place so you can't go anywhere yeah like that restriction it's like has to be out of town and like they can only deliver during certain hours so it's still not Montana is like
2: hell-bent on yeah just not
0: changing Although I just saw a They're study that bad. most Montanans are okay with. Yeah. Downs- no, I think the people definitely are But it. the state. The
2: state just isn't... The state. state! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so wait, I should introduce you before we get too far. But, sure. Um, I'm sitting here with Jeff Jones. Hello. Who, who does a lot of stuff. And I actually... you have, Do you have a company? Yeah, yeah. so...
2: I guess I can tell you a little bit about that. Yeah, refer. let's just so, go with some of that stuff. Um... Technically listed as a co-founder and CTO of Beartooth, Inc., which we make um, essentially like a smart walkie-talkie device. So it pairs with your smartphone.
0: Oh, it pairs? Okay.
2: Yep. And then you can use your phone to do voice messaging, push-to-talk, mm-hmm. um, text messaging. You can share GPS locations.
0: Oh.
2: Um, our app has offline mapping built in and stuff like that.
0: Right, right, right. So yeah. I still that's a pretty fascinating... Thing so the idea is that you could still use your smartphone when right, right? so the idea kind
2: of came actually. from like you know when I was in Bozeman we were doing quite a bit of you know backcountry skiing yeah, and yeah. stuff like that we'd always carry you know these hefty two way radios which worked but we'd also always just have our iPhones mm. too or you know Samsung or whatever you have so sure. kind of begs the question why can this thousand dollar phone not just talk to that one. Right next I to could, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's no network. Or not right Why next. do we have to carry these bricks around? Right, right. Um, so we just tried to figure out how to allow for something like that. Yeah. Ended up with this.
0: Cool. Yeah. So uh, how does it work?
2: Um, so the radio Bluetooth links to the phone. Uh-huh. Um, and then the radios themselves build like a point-to-point radio network. Sure. Um, oh. So it's almost like... Adding uh, an additional radio to your phone, yeah, and then the radios take care of the rest.
0: Right, right, hand. right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
2: Hmm. It's 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 been interesting. Um, you know, we made a lot of mistakes. Kind of overestimated the market size in some cases. Okay. But, um, we found a niche actually. You mostly non-consumer facing,
0: um, oh. where
2: we're doing like enterprise stuff. Yeah. Um, Government, of course. Sure. Right, right. Um, which is interesting. I'm sure we can get to that. Sure.
1: Yeah.
0: So, just to kind of, because l- like I said, or I was telling you before we turned the mics on, like, you and I were friends in high school, kind of. Yeah. ran around the same circle. Yeah. Remember I called you to help, or I bought some speakers from you, and then you helped me put them in my car. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that I forgot all problems. about that. Almost ten
2: years ago maybe. Alpine speaker. Yeah, when is the last time we saw each other in person, would you say?
0: Mm, I think it's been like since high school. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking about that. Because you were in Bozeman, but like Yeah. I I was in Missoula, so yeah. I'm like a ghost. Right. And I'm kind of of a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) get it. (laughs) But so I hadn't really seen you around since then and I'd kind of been following along with your like, going to Bozeman and getting involved with some computer stuff, and, yeah. um, the phones, but then you were, like, in LA all of a sudden, I was like, oh, shit, wow, like, Jeff, like, yeah, did the thing, that's pretty cool, yeah, and so I, like, hit you up, and, like, hey, I want to talk to you, like, I'm interested in talking to people who are, like, doing things, and it's also cool for me to be, like, oh, this, like, other nerdy guy like you were another yep. nerdy guy in high school like oh for we, sure we yeah. just happened to hang out because we had a re- like an interest in nicer speakers or whatever yeah. and other than that we were just like in our closets like we normally are but yeah like, um so you were like somebody who's kind of nerdy and geeky and like really passionate and curious and it was cool to see you going to do that shit so I was like oh yeah I need to talk to Jeff so anyway yeah I what I mean, I think nerd is a to? compliment. I think it's <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. a lot worse than that. That's uh, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've always had, like, a fascination with technology. Oh. Like, almost an unhealthy one to a, certain, sure. to a certain extent, I would say.
0: But Obsession, kind of.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, in high school, if they would have let me come to school and code uh, every day... I would have been there from like eight AM to midnight mm, every day. Sure, just angle this a little bit more. Yeah, than. yeah. Um, so you just do it for fun, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I love it, man. Yeah. Um, to me, being able to program is like having a superpower, Ooh. in a way. It kind cool. of is. You can kind of.
0: That's some especially in today's shit. world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um, where should I start? What, How did I learn? What's the fire with
0: that, kind of? like? When you say it feels like a superpower, that's not something that you would hear <laughs> normally? Yeah, well, I mean,
2: especially in today's world, I mean, the fundamental unit in the economy, I would say, at this point, is information, right? Mm. Do you want to get you like touch up on that more? Yeah, that yeah. better, yeah. If you um, could push it back this. towards you, too. Gotcha. However you need to move it, you could do it. Gotcha. Um, so... If the fundamental unit in the economy is information, mm. being able to write code is it really is a superpower. Oh. You can you can uh that's dope, yeah. Yeah, you can automate things that people or other people are doing, you know, by hand. And, right. You know, it's basically a way to just get all your time
0: back. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's really cool. So then you yeah. can set things up so that the information interacts with itself and it becomes automated sort of thing yeah. based on rules and yeah. shit like
2: that. a little bit of math, a little bit of you know, logic. It's, or, yeah. it's And it, it, I think um, people think it's more complicated than it is, mm, too. Right. Um, the tech industry has kind of created this, like, almost mythological right idea
0: around like what silicon valley yeah <laughs> I'm not a fan of that place by the way no i wanted to talk to you about that shit we'll, we'll get deeper into stuff yeah um, so but i want to stick with this code thing cuz that's yeah. really fascinating to me i'm like generally really interested in like how knowledge works yeah and so there's like some crossover obviously between knowledge and information um it's interesting to talk about the distinctions between the two, but, like, um, I was always fascinated with code because I was pretty good at logic in college, and it was kind of weird that way, like, most people, because I was in philosophy for doing the logic classes, yeah. um, most people in philosophy were, like, into it for, like, the wordiness of it and kind of shit, which I was, too, but I also have, like, a decent math mind. So, when it came to logic games where we were just like moving symbols around according to rules, I like thought it was really fun. Like, I was a kid in school, like, I'd be doing Sudoku and shit. And, like, um, so that aspect, like, that puzzly aspect has always been really fun for me. And I've had a f- I had a friend go to Reed College. He got really into coding, he was working on, on like a PhD for like biochem coding type shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, That's so, like, cool. I've, I've seen coding and had it, like, pop up and, like, um, just been interested in it. So, and also, like, I was going to take that class. I'm, I'm trying to make it for that Sunday thing. What time is that going to be, by the way? I think it's, like, 7 o'clock. I don't know. Yeah. Just, just kind of play it by ear. Okay. I might have to catch another one. Or, yeah. Yeah. Because I was doing a potluck that night.
2: So oh, I was kind of yeah. bummed, but... We can probably move the time too, yeah, well, whatever,
0: yeah. so anyway, I'm interested in like I'm totally down with like you nerding out about code if, if you're like interested in that or like I don't know, I imagine there's a real like pleasure with m- the mechanics of like the yeah, logic I, that's of that a shit. great way to put that yeah. actually
2: yeah, I mean there's a believe it or not, in software, there is a lot of philosophy involved, sure, right, so. I mean, they, you start with just kind of seemingly disparate information mm. and you have a problem to solve and you, you're trying to figure out, you're basically trying to reason about the structure of the world around you. Nice. Yeah. You know, um, and programming allows you to, to automate that, Just mm. like I said, kind of a superpower.
0: Right. Well, I'm always obsessed with automation actually. Well, and I'm always like fucking tr- worried about how to make money basically and like yeah. In Automation in that case is like passive income, Yes. right? And that's like amazing to me and seems like a superpower and you start getting your time back where like, I know if you develop a product or something that you don't have, you can put in like a, a load of work in the beginning to get things set up and then you have maintenance periods where you like make sure it's right. in check or whatever. But otherwise if it's rolling, like that's amazing to like not do anything and get paid. Yeah. Like... Yes, so it, it really is. Automation shit that you're talking about is really interesting, and I think it doesn't have to be gross, like, because I'm, like, I don't know, if I think I would call myself like an anti-capitalist or some shit, so yeah. I'm, like, pretty cautious about, like, money-making and shit, and I think it's, like, can get dirty pretty quickly and gross pretty quickly. So, like, part of me doesn't like even talking in these terms, but there's also this thing about how we live in a capitalist economy and, like, you need to know the rules, and also it's a fun game. Anyway, that's old meandering thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. I think
2: I wouldn't say I'm anti capitalist, but I prefer a capitalist system that can do both things mm. equally well. You know. Meaning. Give people enriching lives that are worth living, mm. right? On the whole, on yeah. the average. But also allow people to make money. Sure. Doing what they want to do. Right, um, right. Um so that's a I'm sure we can get into that <laughs> subject, too. We have a long list of things to We've got a list, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, if you look, going back to the, you know, programming thing, I mean, if you look at, like, a company like Google, for example, um, they started with a relatively simple problem, right? Mm. Just searching the, yeah, what is. was then the new internet, you know? Sure. Um, but now they have, the, Google Search is basically a money printer for Google. I think it's oh. still like 80% of their revenue. Oh, wow. So most of the other things that they're doing, like Android phones oh, and shit. all this stuff, that's just what they come up with while they're sitting around and their bank account's just going that's up. That's fucking crazy. Google searching. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can, like I said, again, it's it's like a superpower. You can build a scalable business right.
0: that kind of runs itself after a while. Right, So right, right. right. Well, it's funny because, I, like I said, I have this anti-capitalist streak or... Like I'm worried about what that does to humans a lot of the time. Like you were, we even were messaging a bit about like smartphones and I think there's like a commodification that happens through capitalism a lot of time where like we're just trying to turn everything into a chance to make money or something that we can monetize. Yeah. Well, it's like an optimization function basically. Right.
2: That's what the private market seems to do. Mm. And unfortunately nowadays it's, optimize to keep as much of your attention as possible Mm. at all times, which I I don't, I don't think it's working out quite well judging by the state of the world. You don't. Yeah. (laughs) There's a few signs. (laughs) Um, I mean that you could, I think we have a president that might be kind of crazy. I mean, I think, I think all these things are interconnected. I don't think these are coincidences. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at, well, Facebook, everyone loves to hate Facebook, so we'll Yay. start with that. Yay. <laughs> um, I mean, they have two billion users, which is crazy. Yeah. And Facebook, the way that they make money is by showing you ads. So they are incentivized for you to mm. spend as much time as possible mm. looking at Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um and they built systems to allow companies to leverage this, mm. right? and those systems are now being abused in all sorts of ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, just look at the news. Mm. It, it, beyond just the you know politics, and, uh, social effects. I think just for your mental health, I don't mm. think the current paradigm is good for us i think it's really damaging mm-hmm. people's ability to relate to each other mm. sit and have conversations like this mm. um this is like this sort of stuff is something i try to do daily if i can
0: yeah you were saying that yeah about like trying to have long long conversations with people like three yeah times a week and shit
2: yeah i probably spend like 20 <laughs> hours plus a week on the phone yeah 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 um, right you're saying it, that just to you know there's something about talking to somebody versus sending them Facebook comments. Well, it's it's like alive. Yeah, is yeah. that crazy? Yeah. I mean, we do crazy stuff now, man. Mm. Even even like think back, like I mean, I remember us sitting in school, like in two thousand eight, Barack yeah, yeah. Obama's about to become president, right? Most people still have flip phones. Yeah. This is just over ten years ago. And nowadays, I'm like. It, Everyone's iPhone stopped working, the whole world would come to a screeching halt. Mm. So, I don't know. I I worry about where we're going.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, There's some scary shit we could get into. (laughs) Yeah,
2: man. (laughs) I'm all about rabbit holes. I go down. I I, I like digging into these kinds of topics.
0: Well, me too. Actually, a lot of the shit that I studied and became interested in in school was like, philosophy of technology yeah um there was a professor up there this old dude named albert boardman who i would name as like one of my once like when i stopped to think about i'm like oh shit that guy was like really influential on my thinking it's because he did this class it was the first philosophy class i took it was a one-on-one class i was undeclared um and he just like talked about stuff that kind of blew my mind and so I was like, oh, I need more of this. And so, like, I took some more philosophy class. In the meantime, I've been, like, taking English classes and stuff and gotten interested in that, too. But with him, um, he talked about, like, he came up in the 70s. He moved from Germany to Missoula, or somehow ended up in Missoula <laughs> teaching. My dad had him. So he's just been, like, in Missoula. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And he was talking OG. about the similar shit, like, yeah. in the 70s. So, um, But what he would talk about a lot, right, is like commodification, um, and that's like kind of, that's why it it became such a big word for me, and I kind of almost use it obnoxiously sometimes because I'm kind of obsessed with it. Um, (laughs) But this idea of like subsuming, like having a structure subsuming the world, basically, like having a way to take the world in. Um, And basically how it turns us into like well, I was just watching The Matrix this morning a little bit. Yeah. And it has the scenes with like the fields of humans in like their their bubbles. Yeah. And it it really does like become a matrix C looking thing where like our main job is to be attached to these things and to feed into them, and
2: yeah, and then the machine or whatever. So like instead of it. instead of the the human farm, yeah, just imagine yeah. like a sea of Facebook profile pictures. Right or right. likes or whatever you exactly. know? yeah yeah so yeah. we're kind of already there well that's the
0: thing about sci-fi right yeah um i don't i always forget who said it it was something about how americans consume sci-fi like americans need sci-fi in order to see what's happening now yeah so that because it puts it in the future basically right. like it's it's a way to say like oh because it feeds on roots of stuff that's happening now, and that's why it makes sense to us, and it's, like, kind of realistic. But then we can also boot it into the future and be like, oh, but it's not that bad yet. Yeah. Even But, like, if you do and start to take the analogy or the metaphor and shit, it's like, oh, yeah, it does look like we're a field of fucking Yeah, like, it's like almost like a, like a
2: thought experiment for worst-case scenarios. Yes. Or Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. play it out, right, and then yeah. see where it goes. Yeah, so the Matrix was, what was that?
0: 98 98 or 9 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's about right mm-hmm. right it was <laughs> the beginning of it which yeah. is of nuts and it's kind of cool how they saw that shit too yeah i was gonna see let me move this base? give you a table minor adjustments minor little
2: chair table Thank you, sir. Is that gonna work okay? That'll work.
0: Uh, so, yeah, Matrix. I don't know. I'm super interested. I guess a big thing that I was thinking about as I was kind of preparing to talk to you is just thinking about your perspective as, like, um, a Montanan going to California, I guess. Oh, yeah. That That's an interesting me. question. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I guess, like, part of that is you having the distance of being, like, kind of from the country in some sense. Like, I've been realizing how much we're in the country here. Um, So taking that perspective and then going into a place like L.A. and then going into a place like a Silicon Valley type setting where you see this sort of shit happening. Because I imagine myself being there or what it might look like and being like, oh, shit, there's some, like, stuff. So I I guess when you talk about this matrixy stuff, I'm interested to see... What else? Yeah, I mean,
2: growing up in Montana is a very interesting perspective. Yeah. Um, It's, I think, well, let's start with California specifically. A lot of people here really don't like California. Yeah, right. Um, You're wrong. Stay out. Get out. (laughs) I hate to break it to you, but it's pretty great. No. Um, (laughs) But... The, I mean, the, the the difference in your day-to-day life is actually pretty crazy. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't think people, and I don't think this is just limited to Montana either. I think if you're anywhere in, like, the middle of the United States mm. and not Midwest, a major city. Yeah, yeah um, I think that is a fundamentally different existence than, like, living in the Bay Area of, you know, San Francisco. Yeah. Or, Los Angeles. Um, it, it, it's been kind of eye-opening, man. I mean, you, you, you get to see the cogs in the machine that construct the reality that we all live in. The media machine, right. all that stuff is right there. Totally. So you get to kind of go and see that firsthand every day. Right. Um, which is terrifying at times. It's also really inspiring, too, though. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, watching all this stuff over the past few years, I mean, it. I hate to be the guy that comes on here and is just an alarmist, but we've got to do something about this technology industry here.
0: Wow. Yeah. Say more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we get shit in the, like you were saying, there's stuff in the headlines, right, about how Facebook's selling our information or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like, I'm, that thing about watching the machine work is really important. Yes. Um. You so can top. read
2: about stuff, but right. it's it's a totally different thing to see it happen every day. Word. It's like somebody's day-to-day life is moderating Facebook comments or something. Nice. Like, you get to see the person doing that. Oh. Yeah. But the, I mean, the like, on the macro level, um, it really... I think the economy in America, at least, it's probably true in most places, um, is being split into two groups, two distinct groups. People that are in on the game, yeah, and people that aren't. Right. And increasingly, people that are in on the game are controlling everything. So like people like me, we control the inf- not just your information, but we also control the information that you can access
1: mm-hmm. that you
2: that's given to you. The whole structure. Day. So we know everything about you, mm-hmm. and we also control everything that you see. Mm-hmm. Which is that's horrifying. You have to do something about that. You yeah. Know? Um, but also on the flip side, I should say, I don't necessarily believe that like most tech companies are inherently evil. Sure. I think they're just they just exist. And they do their thing. Yeah, most people are just doing their jobs, but <laughs> the system is kind of tended towards this, like you say, commoditization of. <laughs> human beings essentially yeah. yay yeah. <laughs> so yeah I don't know what we do about that though it's a it's a, it's a problem That's I don't know there's a, a there's a few political candidates that are coming up that I find pretty interesting is that right that are yeah. addressing some shit they're trying to one of them is Andrew Yang um and he's basically pushing the idea of universal basic income right right which right right th- I mean, when I first heard about that, I was like, no way. It's crazy. Yeah, I just didn't think it would work. Sounds kind of nuts that you just give everyone money. (laughs) How could you do that? Yeah, but when you look at the numbers and kind of go through the thought experiment of, okay, well, what if we do do this? Yeah. Um, With all the things that are going to be automated in the next 10 years.
0: Speaking of automation. Yeah. Yeah.
2: it might not be such a bad idea right? to do that. We also need to like regulate Facebook, maybe a little bit.
0: Mm. They don't have just any?
2: Just a little bit. Um, I mean, they're honestly, I don't serious. know. Um, it does not appear that they do. Well, they have <laughs> enough money, probably the yeah. lobby In the way that they behave, it, it doesn't appear that there's really any rules. Yeah. Or if there are any rules, they're definitely not being followed. Sure. But the same thing can be said about Google, too. I mean... You could almost make the argument that Google is the internet. I mean, oh. where, where do you go What? Yeah, yeah, yeah when you yeah, first yeah. go on the internet? Right. You always are going to Google. So. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: And we just take that for granted. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I mean, I sort of had, like, flashes of that, like, oh, I should try Bing or something. Or, yeah, like, I, I mean, oh, Google's I
2: basically it. monetized the entire internet. Like, every time you go on Google.com, Google makes money from you. Because right. they are showing you ads. Right. Um, but they also can control what search results you see. Right. You know, the question is do we just trust them? Did you always do the right thing or I mean, Yeah. Do we trust Exxon to always do the right thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing.
0: Oh, that's fucked. Actually you bring up Exxon. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. Speaking of alarmism, <laughs> some that I fucking I got obsessed with a little bit in college and is still like a persistent worry. Of my, and basically, like, undermines most of my actions on a daily basis is climate change. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. How did I jump off into climate change? I just lost it.
2: How, oh. How did we get to this? That's a good question. a question. <laughs> um, Anyways.
0: Controlling it.
2: Something, something, Google, Exxon. Exxon. That's right. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Um, so one of the fucked things about climate change that I remember learning, there's a guy, I'll think of his name, Bill McKibben is like an environmental journalist. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of cool because he was like recruited out of journalism school, like by top papers. And then he got interested in like climate stuff. Um. And so he wrote an article about how Exxon knew as early as like 1979 because of their internal scientists that right. burning their product was going to do this or something right. like this. Yep. And they were like, "Uh, you guys are fired. Don't say anything to anybody about this." And then they used that science to project like future mining spots because of warming. Like in the yeah. bases, in the ice, shit. Yep. Um, and then they turn around and spent, like thirty six million, some million dollars <laughs> yep. on like think tanks and shit to fight that science. So they and so they basically like punted the whole discussion, covered up the science in order to make money, um, and put our country and our basically the planet where it is now. Yeah single-handedly almost like they could have altered the way things went yeah like something that worries me and so i got like obsessed with this shit and i took a course in college where we like went backpacking and we saw the white bark pines that were dying because of pine beetle as the pine beetle makes its way down the mountain as things warm up well up, up the mountain sorry um and i saw this shit and like was reading about it and uh there's this stuff about how the oceans are going to be dead by 2050, yeah, possibly, or uh, Miami's going to be underwater, like, yeah. 2030, and the thing with this stuff is, like, you can sound crazy and, like, an alarmist, and I have this, like, tone in my voice right now, even that's, like, an alarmist, because oh, I'm shit. actually scared, yeah. but, like, the science isn't getting worse, like, the or better, the projections aren't getting better, it's right. not, like oh, we have, like, reason to doubt these things anymore. It's like, as shit comes out, like, the deadlines are moving up. Yeah. And and shit's getting tighter for us. It's not going the other way. Um, So anyway, that's just me doing a climate change rant, but (laughs) it's it's interesting that you bring up, like, Google and Exxon and this stuff because it shows how when you have a, a say in the fundamental aspects of things, you can, like exponentially alter how that plays out in, in one way or another. Yeah. At some
2: point we have to decide when a company becomes liable for what they do. Right. Um, you know, it, and again, I like, I'm not like anti-capitalist. I don't think by any, I pretty free market capitalist. Sure. The, there is this notion, I think, it seems, and I think this is a U.S. only phenomenon based on discussions I've had with other people, that the private market can do no wrong. Mm. And it's just not true. you know. What? People can do wrong. People are the market.
0: No, so, no, that, no. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, it's... I, I think there's... We need to really start coming to terms with the reality that we exist in and start at least trying to do something about it. Mm. I think that, you know, maybe the one silver lining of, like, you know, Trump being elected to president and everything is that it's, it's mobilizing mm. people to, to actually take action yeah. about things they care about. Right. Which is, that's a net positive. Right. But let's get him out. What's that? I said, let's get him out. <laughs> this is this experiment's gone on we, long we've enough. We've had enough motivation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to dwell too much on the negativity of tech, but sure, because I I love it too. Don't get me wrong.
0: No, okay. it's a super. I mean, I love complicated takes on things. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's why we're here. Like, and we can have a long time to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I I like talking negatively about things just because I think we're fucked. Yeah. No, I get it. I love. I I I have
2: you know the rant session. Yeah. Frequently. Yeah. Oh yeah. But there's a lot of good stuff that's coming out of there too. Sure. I mean, um, you know things like, well, you could spin this negatively, technically, but like Twenty Three and Me, where you can, mm. you know, now you can get your genome sequenced, right, in like two weeks, and oh, I'm I'm at risk for Alzheimer's, you sure. know, and all these different diseases. Right, and, right. So things are things are they're getting better. We just need to lasso in some of the craziness. Mm. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, see even like that twenty three and me thing, like that's cool, right? Like But then they have all your genes. And that well, like that's a thing. Yeah I guess. Oh shit. Yeah. That's kinda spooky. Yeah. Dang, we were trying to not be negative. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean that's like all well and good and shit. But we're worrying about like updating our iPhones. Yeah. And, like, we have cancer. Right. Or something. Like, it's almost literally that. Yeah. In some cases, it actually is that. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, to me, you can't talk enough negatively about it, in a sense, just to get into the reality of, like, how shitty our situation is. Yeah. And, like, how it's been automated to the point where, like, time has passed so quickly. Now, where, like, shit is failing yeah like our parents and or at least my parents and grandparents are kind of confused they're like yeah we thought in the 1950s that we had shit figured out with like our fucking ho- like manufactured houses and like all this stuff figured out and like our careers and how everybody was supposed to have like a place and it's just not working out that way yeah the it's, American dream it's fucked that's what you're describing yeah mm-hmm. it, and it's like failed yeah, Extremely. it hasn't worked. Yeah, it hasn't worked. Yeah. So, and and I think it fucks a lot of people up. Like, it affects how we think of ourselves and how we value ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously failed. So, like, I guess I just have an interest in taking stock of how it failed such that we can, like, proceed yeah. having learned something.
2: How do you think? Like, what because the, the idea of the american dream to me on the face is good yeah. right so what what do you think about it what's what's what aspect is its downfall do you mm. think is it like the materialism that kind of surrounds it or cuz i think about this too
0: yeah 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 i think its tendency is to be a closed system and to how it fails to accommodate for new values uh, and yeah. how under capitalism in order to measure things and and exchange them you have to figure out a way to reduce them to like an essence or something and we've decided that that essence that metric is the dollar ah uh, yeah so under that kind of system it seems like it tends to, <laughs> you breaking got the, it there. Breaking the microphone. You're right. Um, under that system, it tends to make its components operate under the same rules. And although we are like creatures that trade things and need to consume things.
2: Yeah. You're, I, think, I, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, tr- jump so you're in. You're removing, right. like, the social aspect.
0: We're animals.
2: Yeah, right.
0: We aren't machines. Right. Like, we aren't something that you can plug numbers into. Yeah. Right?
2: We produce numbers. Right. And we and, are not numbers. Right. Yeah. And
0: we respond to them, and we can interact with them on a deep level, right? And yeah. obviously, they can affect our lives on a deep level. So yeah. it's not like we, we can say that that isn't a part of our nature or something. But, yeah, this talk about, like, things getting out of hand is sort of what. I, yeah. where my mind goes, where it's, like, we can't continue to value this shit the same way, where, like, the trophy wife is what you want, and, like, the trophy kids, and the trophy house, and yeah. like, that shit, and, like, because that ultimately just reduces everybody, including yourself, to, like, an object.
2: Yeah, it's, like, a superficial highlight reel. Yeah. Which leads to Instagram.
0: It's perfect. Yeah. It, yeah, and it's like an independent media company for you. Yeah. To do that. Yeah, you're your own brand. Right. Now. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with you, man. So I, that's a shit. Like, it's it's it has to do with that conversation with technology and stuff, and. Yeah. Well, I.
2: I don't know. I think about this problem a lot, actually.
0: Nice. That's exciting. probably
2: number two or three in my head at any point. Cool. Um, so. I mean, I think people are missing this kind of stuff. Mm. What we're doing here, right? Um, and this did it didn't start with the internet either. You know, basically since we've had like color TV, mm. we've slowly just stopped interacting with each other. Mm. You know, you have suburbia with the cookie cutter homes and white picket fences, or yeah. you don't know your neighbors. Yeah. Um, I mean, I lived in that growing up. Me and, too. It's, it's kind of weird when you think about that. It's super weird. Yeah, especially if you consider, like, genetically, you're no different from a human being 10,000 years ago. Right. Right. Or 200,000 really. years yeah, ago. Right. Yeah, right. And what were they doing
0: back then? This is some... Oh, Jeff. We're, we're going <laughs> some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: What were they doing?
0: Were they driving Definitely cars? wasn't this. Yeah. Were they working jobs? Right.
2: right. Yeah, like, all of these constructs we have of you know, I don't know that they're necessarily right. They're simple, mm. which is probably why we like them. It allows oh. us to compartmentalize everything. But cool. I don't know. To, I, to me, I, I don't know what the answer to this is, except that people need to talk to each other. Right. And just keep talking to each other. Right, right. That's been the most beneficial thing I've ever done in my life so far, actually, cool. is this this whole thing of um, just having like a long-form conversation with somebody right just right sh- shoot the shit you know? right right um i i've learned more doing that than any google search you know wikipedia yeah Ravel. yeah right <laughs> there's something about hearing someone else's perspective watching them tell you something you just don't get in today's world or it's very hard i mean like I, I just when i was flying here like you know, when I sit down in airports, I tend to just put my phone away and look around. Nice. And nobody is looking up. Mm. Literally nobody. Nice. You have an airport with thousands of people. And they're all just literally face buried in a piece of glass in mm. their hand. And if, if they catch you looking at them, they're like terrified mm. at first. You can see it in their face. Like, mm-hmm. why is this person making eye contact?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's really horrific yeah and well observed yeah I don't I think
2: that's a sign that things are not working right
0: I, so. I, I I, don't know if I already told I don't think I've recorded this thought but in college I had the thought because I'd go to the library and study and everybody was plugged in studying Yep. I thought it would make a great scene in a movie to have like a character making a really dramatic speech like studying quietly and then getting up for some reason and feeling compelled to make a speech yeah and then making it and having nobody nobody's hearing. listening in the quiet, like and it rings out over the whole quiet library. I like that, but no, but but that seems to be a thing, right? And like, yeah, it's so weird to be looking in all these places, not just airports. Like, that's what we're doing. Coffee
2: shops. I mean, yeah. driving people can't keep their. I do it. I do too, it's man. <laughs> I and mean, by the way, it's I'm really just bad. as bad as everyone else. Yeah, I'm not above this. Like, no, you right, know, like, right. It's it happens to me too.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I always think of like. The risk involved like I'm pretty risk averse usually yeah but there's dumb dumb shit like that where like I think about like I'll go to grab my phone at a light or something and then or while I'm driving and then be like no I shouldn't or I do it and then I put it down and think like what if something happened like I killed somebody or I got killed and it was because I was like checking for a text or like yeah an Instagram thing or something yeah like it's mind blowing for me to think about us Driving around, scrolling Facebook, and risking our lives.
2: Yeah, literally, yeah, putting you and other people in danger. Yeah, yeah. To see how many likes you got.
0: Right. As if we needed to make, like, driving more dangerous I know, (laughs) yeah. Which is another kind of obsession that I have, just thinking about basic aspects of our existence. Yeah. um, And how cars are just so dangerous, but we take it for granted.
2: Yeah. You want to see Carmageddon come to Los Angeles?
0: (coughs) Oh, God. I yeah. mean, no, no. It's the worst traffic I've ever.
2: St- oh my god! Like you, you see memes about it on the internet. Like those, that's real. Right. there's it's a it's a mess. It's fucking real. But it, it it kind of drives home your point too. Seeing that, mm. like how pissed off people get just sitting in traffic. Mm. It's terrible, man. Right. It's not good for you.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of back to I, I'm taking notes. I'm not trying not to be too obstructive with like the paper. I feel like... Oh, I'm no, you're a fine. ...therapist? Like, yeah. Make, make I the do that, stuff. too. Yeah. Cool. Just... just I'll forget... I forget
2: stuff if I don't... Right. ...just write things down.
0: Well, that's what I like about conversation. Um, I also smoke a decent amount of weed, so, like, that means that I'm... Devil's tend to be, lettuce. I'm devil's <laughs> <laughs> Um But you tend to be, like, more present and shit. Yes. Um, kind of more focused. So there's this fun thing about conversations, especially good ones, when you're, like, really in the zone... Yeah. Um part of the trouble is remembering where you were because you're so focused and excited about like all the different things that you're doing that yeah. you could go then you forget like I mean it's already happened today. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Writing down little points. What like. did I
2: say? I think I said said this to you maybe. Yeah. Like that long form conversations are a psychedelic. Thing. Yeah,
0: that was such a good line. Yeah. We should
2: I think I stole that from somebody else.
0: It sounds very California.
2: Yeah. So if I stole that I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: No, that's a very cool thought, though. Like, yeah. And, of course, it's always fun to talk about the thing that you're doing, like the sort of meta-conversation, Yeah. right? Um, but that, why? Because I do that. I clean houses as a like a side yeah. job. And so I have a lot of time to clean or to listen, which is something actually that I really love about that work is that I have that time. Or, yes. or I call people, too, while yeah. I'm cleaning. Um, I'm actually kind of jealous of that yeah not even kidding right well you have card time i guess well coding time
2: too Mm. i listen to podcasts when i write code right right pretty frequently i like to be able to focus on what i'm listening to though yeah which is hard to do when you're also trying to work and write code yeah
0: well that takes your brain that's the thing about cleaning is that i can use my it's a bodily thing so yeah at a certain point i don't have to think you can automate it yeah exactly yeah 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 so there's my automating yeah (laughs) yeah a little modest yeah um But, so, talking about how conversations are, form a psychedelic, is just, like, how much they can change your mind state in, like, just a little bit. Like, to hear people thinking about things, even just for, like, a half hour or an hour, is enough to, like, get you in a different place. And you, like, become part of that conversation. And then, even when you stop listening, you've been put on a different track.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's. Every time I do this, it's at the end. It's like you've gone on like a trip. Word. It really is yeah, kind yeah. of you know. That it is it nice. feels the same. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this, go do this. Just do it. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you talk to. Yeah. Go find somebody.
0: You don't have to record it. You don't have it's to amazing. record it. Yeah. It's crazy.
2: Um, yeah, I, I think. That, that that's. Getting to brass tacks, I think that's the biggest change that most people need to make mm. if we really want to start to kind of reset our society here. Just talking. Yeah, just talk to people.
0: I think that's really cool. Yeah. We're going to have to talk more about that. Yeah. For sure. Well, or we could do it right now, shit. Yeah. Because um, that's something else that I think about. And y- you'll actually have more familiarity with this kind of, what I'm about to talk about than most people people around here which is kind of fun like yeah. i feel like i need to get to a city at some point just because i have like kind of some city tastes yeah um <laughs> oh me too right so one of those things is like polyamory right yeah um and i don't want to talk about my whole it's just a long story with like <laughs> how my you. divorce worked out and yeah stuff. but um recently have been like doing this polyamory thing and the main thing is like figuring out how to talk um and oh, if, yeah, right, I could like, definitely see that. And especially being new that. at it, you're, like, navigating and untraining lots of things. I've been trying to untrain the way that I seem to think that I can own people, even when that's something that I'm, Ooh. like, consciously trying not Ooh. to do. It's very sneaky where where that happens. But so you're navigating all these difficult things, and, like, of course, there's some jealousy involved if, like, you know, you're seeing other people. And so in these minefields, you have to figure out ways to still talk and work through it and feel like you're a team working on a problem instead of opposed against each other. So I think a lot about talking in, like, a really practical sense that way. I
2: yeah, guess. that's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, frankly, like, I can't even imagine doing... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's... It's just I, like that's just not somewhere my brain has ever gone mm. it sounds hard
0: yeah 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 it's super hard
2: but also maybe fun i don't know
0: it's challenging yeah yeah
2: to me challenging and fun is the same right yeah. right i think that's another thing people they challenging yourself is the best thing you can do like fail as much as possible mm. you know like failure is not bad Right. You should do that all the time. You should fail every day. Nice. Because
0: um, that means you tried something.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're never gonna learn anything unless you fall on your face, you know? Mm. Over I, and over, yeah, usually? That's starting a company, really.
0: Oh, yeah. It was, that's... Lots of failure. Yeah. Or just hang up some it shit. Pretty,
2: and, and, like, it, it's not all what you think it's going to be. Like, you have the, I don't know, what was that movie they made about Facebook? You remember
0: oh yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah I God, this it is like wrong. this mythical kind of what I said earlier like mythical Silicon Valley right story it's nothing like that right at all in fact it's just it's it's really hard and it usually doesn't work mm. um, and so you have to learn how to be okay with just being a complete total loser mm. <laughs> or fool. yeah yeah not know what you're doing mm. um, once you are, like, okay with that, and just admit that, yeah, I don't, I have no clue how to do any of this. Mm. So just start trying out things, and most of the time it won't work. Sometimes it does. Mm. Um, I, w- I wish more people could, could have that experience. Mm. Um, that's kind of why I'm j- starting to just do, like, the programming, teaching people how to code. Mm. Um, because I feel like I... I mean, I worked really hard to get where I am, but also, you know, some of it's a little bit of luck, and Mm. I want to give other people an opportunity to see what this is like.
0: Right. You know? Right. So that's something that I really wanted to talk to you about, Um, just because I'm always thinking about, you know... Like economic systems or systems in general and so like my own personal economic system is like I'm living in Billings I'm kind of a struggling musician like cleaning houses and stuff and then thinking about like you know one goal of mine is to like save up money and move somewhere cool yeah Um, and so you've done that and you have this crazy thing where I think with like computer money and shit you probably have time I mean and like we talked like, you have time for long conversations, which is something that a lot yeah. of people either don't have time for or don't make time for or whatever. So. Yeah,
2: I, I definitely don't have time. No. Um, I don't have time. But, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I mean I'm, either, I'm either at home sleeping, talking to somebody, or working at this point. Sure. Um, but I think it doesn't really matter how busy you are. Yeah. You can stay busy for a long time, but if you don't fill in the other gaps... You know, something's got to give at some point. Mm. So, I I almost look at doing this kind of stuff as like a like self care. What's that? Just talking to people. Yeah, yeah. Not you know, even if I have you know, maybe I'm a week behind on something, I'll still take time out of my day to. That's cool. Meditate or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So you do meditate. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a professional. Yeah. Um, try to do it daily. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm not that good at it, but...
0: It's fucking hard.
2: It is. But it is super powerful, too. Mm.
0: That's another quick, like, ten minutes. Yeah. If you can make yourself sit. Yeah. That's pretty good. just let
2: your brain kind of,
0: like, dump all its trash out. for. Mm. Yeah,
2: that's kind of how I look at it. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and c- whenever I
0: meditated, too, and this is, I think, a common experience because you hear tips about it, right? Like... Yeah. The goal of meditating isn't not to... think anything it's not to clear your mind per se yeah it's like let your mind play out yeah and then see how it goes yeah because part of the maddening thing is that you're supposed to be sitting there and trying to focus on like the breath on your nostrils or like your stomach moving or whatever yeah and these fucking thoughts pop up and you don't even realize that you are in in the fucking cycle and then eventually you're like oh fuck I'm supposed to be meditating Damn And like you are meditating. That's of course. That's the meditating. Day, right. Yeah. But so you have to bring yourself back to your breath. Um, but I think it's interesting how much just a few minutes away sitting like that gives perspective on like our normal mode, which is busy, as you say. Like, especially now, shit's getting tight for us humans. So, like, everybody's working more. Um, so, we have this thing. Now we have these phones where you could do anything anytime. So, there's like this and like we're fucking high on something usually like coffee or weed or whatever your thing yeah. is so like you're doing it and until you step out and take like literally a, a minute even yeah and be like oh i have this tendency to always be busy and like not be present yeah and like not be thinking about what's happening around me but instead thinking about what i could be doing
2: yeah i'm the worst that do i mean we all are and
0: it's that's the world we live in but yeah until you you see that you won't until you step away you won't see that yeah and i think that's kind of the momentum that we're talking about or part of the momentum that we're talking about with this like somebody needs to like do something about this machine because it's like going and going but it feeds off this thing that we have as like survival animals to like yeah work and try to stay survive and yeah so actually
2: I, I have a good one liner to kind of sum up that whole subject. Sure. That'd be better and than that one. So rant. social media is the greatest existential threat to mankind since the invention of the nuclear bomb. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Where'd you hear that? I think I made that up. Oh cool. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm always coming up with little sayings and shit. I love those. It's very pretentious, yeah. But it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine they'd be in like a book someday.
2: Yeah. Or like I don't think that's pretentious. You don't think
0: so? It seemed pretentious that I would think that I had some wisdom to offer. I think
2: maybe a little bit of pr- pretentiousness is is that a word, pretentiousness? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think so.
2: Um, I think that's part of being human. It's like we're all a little bit narcissistic.
0: Oh, or sure, whatever, you know, right to have the nerve to be here. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's like you get to exist. Right. Um, why are you mad about the temperature? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I think, I don't know, man. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah.
0: Well, I have something to talk about why it's not good, maybe. Let's hear it. Because it. it's a little train I've been on for our book club podcast. We're reading that book, Sex at Dawn, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't read it yet, but I want to. It's super I've heard good good and super bad things about it. Have you? Yeah. It seems like people either love it
2: or hate it, which is usually a good sign. Yeah,
0: yeah. You definitely have to check it out. Yeah. It's basically like a... I've been thinking of it as a Marxist critique of our relationship structures, basically. Right. So the jump-off point in a lot of ways is that, as we were talking about earlier, humans have been around in an anatomically identical way, identical way for like 100 200 almost 300,000 years, I think depending on like who you yeah. talk to. Um, and so we lived for a really fucking long time before this thing called agriculture came along and enabled us basically to start storing energy that we harvested yeah. from nature. Right. And before that we literally didn't have like substantial property compared to now interesting i haven't thought about that so like it's true though with nomads right they yeah. just followed the buffalo or whatever they didn't own
2: land and stuff no yeah
0: and so in that sense for the longest fucking time humans lived in a hugely different way than we live like we can't imagine a world without property that is almost yeah, like a logical right. impossibility in my mind to think about what that would be like. Yeah. So to think about how strange most of human existence is compared to now, you actually start to see how fucking strange now is compared yeah, to Yeah, this rest is of. the weird part. Right. This is really yeah. crazy. Yeah. So when you take things from that perspective, all of a sudden we are literally like a monkey like driving a car or something or like a monkey (laughs) in a factory or like it's it's really crazy or a monkey trying to be in a marriage yeah right like and it's no wonder that we're failing at all these things or that so many people die in cars it's because we're fucking this animal made out of meat and you can't put it in a fast box without expecting something bad to happen yeah pretty somewhat frequently yeah right I'm with you. So with this shit, it's like, what's, like, you, it starts to make sense, and it's kind of therapeutic for me. I get really passionate because I felt really fucking weird for my whole life, like, confused about what is going on, pretty much. And as I find out more about how strange our circumstances and how highly artificial they are compared to, like, quote, natural human circumstances, which I'm very cautious with that word, but I think we could take it in the sense that humans live for. Like ninety five percent of our existence, at least in a certain way, and evolved in that capacity. Right. And then, if you put that animal into a much different structure, it changes it. So yeah. there's a bunch of stuff. I don't know if you have thoughts on it, but.
2: Yeah. No, I. It's. When it comes to relationships, I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty huge dummy, so. Um, <laughs> not I'm not a definitely not an expert on on this topic but I I I definitely agree like the idea of like marriage and all of this stuff it seems strange to me Mm -hmm. I can't imagine myself in that situation yeah right like being married to me would be awful Mm. probably I would think it is for a lot of people yeah (laughs) like I can be a lot to deal with I think Mm. you know Right. You come home and I want to talk to you about how society is breaking down. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, Hi, me, honey. You want to tell me like something that happened where you know, so- to worry, you know. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. But um,
0: can I get you to angle this like towards you a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. yeah is like it better? That. There you go. Not, not so good at this. <laughs> um, it's
2: yeah, it, it's like it kind of it's a it's the same problem as what we're doing with. With some of this technology stuff is we're just we're finding simple solutions that are kind of black and white Mm. whereas being a human is never black or white Mm. you know it's gray area the whole thing's a gray
0: area big blob
2: yeah yeah you're a like you said you're like you're a meat suit with a bunch of neurons inside your head right lots of electricity bouncing around and somehow you're now we're conscious. Mm. That results in consciousness. Mm. You know, like, Which is a whole trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think maybe this stuff just kind of comes up, comes from us trying to not have to constantly uh, contend with that, uh, with that concept. That mm. this is all, we don't even know what this is. Right, mm. right, right, right. So let's just try to organize the chaos. Mm. Or maybe. I don't know.
0: Right like we're kind of damp- what I like about conversation is how they it comes back to things yeah. like naturally. Yeah. Um but I, of course I went to comment on the conversation and I forgot about what I was t- actually talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what were you just saying again?
2: Um just how the relationship stuff that you mentioned is it's all, I think it's kind of in the same vein as like what we do with like technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we try to simple it. The world is so scary because totally. it's. Totally. That's We don't even I know, know what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know? Black and white. We right. have to. We come up with these kind of just binary systems to right. organize
0: all the chaos. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of goes back to that problem of like capitalism or technology or like. Yeah. How we take things in and how a new system adapts and. Yeah, we need to be
2: thinking about human beings. Right. You know? Right. Um, this doesn't. Make, we, we are, we are our own existence, mm. you know? Right. So when we build a system to, you know, manage a large group of people, that's really what a market is, mm. you know, it gives people something to do. Right, right, right. Um, We need to be considerate of, of those people, mm. you know?
0: And I guess that's what I'm most concerned about with this stuff. And, like, speaking of the relationship things, and it's funny that it's a book called Sex at Dawn, but it ends up talking about, like, cultural Marxism, or, like, material Marxism or whatever. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that really concerns me is, like, the way that we can be tricked into thinking that even the most precious, or what we think is the most precious and private aspects of our life actually turn out just to be another way that we're being duped into like objectifying the people around us and failing to connect with them yeah so like of course i have a whole thing about like marriage at this point right um but part of the theoretical thing with that is that i think a lot of the time marriage is part of this 50s view of the world yeah where You are somebody that can just go and work hard and accumulate a currency and then acquire certain pieces that are important for status or whatever. And under marriage, and the way a lot of people think about it, I think without even realizing it, is that they're thinking that once they have this thing, then they're going to be set. And so it ends up turning what's supposed to be the most... like. Sanctimonious or holy connection, and it's literally a contract. Right. Right? So, like, people say don't shit where you eat, don't mix work and family or whatever. Right. But then the basis of our economic system, in a lot of ways, is marriage and is a contract. Yeah. And then people wonder why it's hard.
2: Yeah. And they view it like it, like you said, they view it like a destination. Right. Rather than another journey.
0: Right. As if you can get someplace and then have it made. Yeah. Right.
2: Like, yeah, I, don't, I
0: can't, I, I, I noticed that.
2: Especially if people are age. Yes. Um, it, that's an interesting point. Just be. I, our generation has been, was sold a lot of stories. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. It's kind of like a narrative, you know what I mean? Um, it, does it sound good? It's good. It's yeah. good. I'm okay. just making sure it's still Um. Shit. It's, it's, our, our, I feel like our parents tried to hide all of the, the pain that's in the world from mm. us too much mm. and gave us, a, you know, here's the recipe. Mm-hmm. You do X, Y, and Z and you'll have a great life and be happy. and, it, It's never like Bada-bing, that. Bada bing, bada boom. Right. But it's never like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've never been married, so I don't, I don't know <laughs> what it's like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting, maddening experience. Yeah. Because I'm sure... I think near everybody can tell you. Yeah. In some way or another.
2: I've seen great examples of it Yeah. I've seen terrible. Lately it just I don't know. It kind I really I think a lot of these issues are really more of a problem for people our age mm. than they have been for past generations. I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. I think it's cuz we can just look something up on Google. Mm. Right. You know, tell well, ourselves what's true and what isn't.
0: And then we can start to question things, right? Yeah. Like, I read about polyamory in an anarchist book that Julius had at his house in Julie. high school. Oh, Julius. Julius Osby, yeah. I, mean, I have a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I read about that then, and that was just because a book was around. And then I was able to go and look shit up later on in college about yeah. polyamory on Reddit or whatever. Yeah, right. And, like, feel like, oh, this is a there's thing. There's a whole, and, there's other people. Right, and then there's a whole system and a whole, like, language that you can learn and like a perspective, essentially, outside of the one that is taken for granted. Yeah. Which is like, always fun to see if you can like, that's what I'm always trying to figure out, right? Like with capitalism. It's funny because I spend a lot of my time thinking about capitalism, and I feel like I spend more time thinking about capitalism than capitalists, than most capitalists actually. Yeah. Because, like, most capitalists take it for man. granted. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shit. I lost They treat it like a universal law. Right. Right, right. right. So, well, so this thing about capitalism is that a way of narrowing the options, right? That's part of that inability to take in new things. Yeah. Um, so part of the whole trick, and I've had shit just bouncing around over here. <laughs> like, um, there's these guys called the Frankfurt School. Of philosophy. I've heard of this, yeah. I think. It's philosophy of technology or media, too. Yeah. I and mean, it's interesting because the guys um, were Jews, like Jewish intellectuals. Yeah. And they fled Germany. Some of them fled to Hollywood, actually, and ended up there. And so they were able to like witness Hollywood in the 50s as they were figuring out surveys and shit in order to focus marketing. So they were there like at the beginning and they were bringing a neo-marxist view yeah and so they started applying their neo-marxism to media and the culture industry is something that they talk about which yeah. you can guess what that is like yeah. making culture right? right producing it deciding mass what's cool producing yep yeah. it's all the yeah so they were talking about that but one of the things they talk about is how difficult it is to sorry very good how Capitalism has this way of narrowing options and if we want to figure out a way out of these problems, it's kind of an Einsteinian idea that you can't solve the same the problems with the same mindset that you had when you set right, them you up have to or whatever. Throw out all your assumptions. Right. So part of that is that and what I like about this poly stuff or the sex at dawn thing is it starts to like go to the fundaments of, yeah. of our existence. Right. And then you could start to see things and then you maybe kind of have a chance to start, like, thinking about a different way to do things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's interesting. These topics are interesting to me because there's, the, there's a yin and yang to them, mm. you know. I think, I mean, the easiest way to think about it for me is, like, you have the right and left, mm. right? Um, and the right seems to be, like, keep everything nice and neat and orderly and... Everyone follows the rules, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of like, you know, being uptight is like a good way to describe sure. that, I think. Type A. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I have a little bit a little bit of that in me. Me too. You yeah. know? Um, and then you have, like, what, what people I think refer to as the left, which is like the kind of rejection of that. Chaos. Yeah. Like, let's see what happens, mm-hmm. you know? Um. And you have to have it it, it. it seems like you have to have like both. Like they have to kind of, it's like this duality that, right, is never ending. Right. And the an- some answers seem to emerge out of that. I mm. just so find that interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, It's, I need to read this book.
0: Yeah. It's really fucking good. Yeah. yeah. It blew my And he has a podcast and stuff, so I totally just nerded it out and obsessed yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you want to take a break for a second? Sure. Yeah, I could use it's a cigarette. It'd take a week. Yeah. Oh, fun, yeah.
2: Walks! Alright, we're rolling. And we're back.
0: Back from a walk? Yeah. Cigarette, snack. Oh. I might load up some weed here. But we, we uh, in our walk... Talk some more. Did oh, you yeah. record it? But what did we uh, talk about? Yeah. We talked about how to move your company to LA. Yeah. And talked a little bit about the black magic of radio. Yeah. And digital. Which That's is right. Interesting. I listened to a podcast that talked about sound mm. and the how huge a difference it made for us to make the transition between analog sound and digital digital sound. Yeah not that we have to get into that, um, also talked about, oh, your conservative family, which I wasn't aware of. Yes. Because I just, I know of your sister, who's, has seemed to be pretty... Well, do you kind of remember in
2: high school that I was kind of like a good Republican?
0: N- no, I that? guess I, no, because I wasn't that political then, so...
2: Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's no you got that it. That works. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to be very conservative. I grew up in a staunchly conservative household. I have a huge family. All of them are very conservative. Um, I think me and my my sister are the only ones that aren't mm-hmm. at this point. But, yeah, I mean, I, I get to hear that viewpoint frequently. Right. Very
0: frequently. Well, and it's not just, um, like, somebody in the middle that you're related to. Right. Like, we were laughing about how you showed up in this giant truck that says carbon footprint on the right. license plate. <laughs> yeah. Which is your dad's. Sorry, Dad, if be able to listen to this. I'm making fun of your truck. It's really big. It's like Montana as fuck. <laughs> it is. Which is not necessarily bad. Yeah. It's a little big, Dad. <laughs> um. So, we have a whole schmoris board left of stuff, and I'm sure. Yeah. Things will come out, I can so. do this all day. Cool. Yeah, and I don't I might release it in segments. Kind of keep it tight? Oh, like hour. Uh, okay. Hour two depending how fucking long we go. We'll see. Cool. But. Yeah. No, that'd be your,
2: that'd be interesting. I've never I don't think I've ever listened to myself talk.
0: Oh yeah. That's kind of a trip.
2: Yeah. Maybe I have. I don't know. I think the only time I've ever maybe once for like a we did this um, you ever watch the show Silicon Valley on HBO you know I've thought to but I haven't yeah um, so it's a sitcom is that the right word yeah we'll go we'll go with that true um, it's basically just a parody of like startup land right. Silicon Valley right uh, if you're listening to this and watching it I sh- assure you that the show is a documentary no it's shit not a comedy Actually, I think that's I've real. Heard people say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the first episode is they. I think it's the first episode anyway. They go to this thing called TechCrunch Disrupt, mm. um, which is this gigantic, uh, like. What is the sorry? Oh, yeah, pull that a little
0: bit. Yeah.
2: There we go. Maybe. Mwah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it's
2: this. It's it's basically just a giant. Festival conference sort of thing, um, uh-huh. and a whole bunch of new startup companies show up. Uh, it's run by this publication called TechCrunch, and basically you get you get you're given a chance to get in front of thousands of journalists and kind of pitch your company and all that kind of thing. Um, it's like peak Silicon Valley. Um, <laughs> but we did that in two thousand fourteen. Oh. Okay. Um, so this is a long-winded way of saying that's the last time I think I've done. Something where I had to listen to myself. Oh, okay. Recorded. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you watch uh, Silicon Valley, that's a that's a documentary. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's why I was interested in it. Because yeah. I heard that and I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. It,
2: I mean, it's a crazy
0: place. Man. Yeah.
2: It's so far detached from reality sometimes, it drives me crazy. Mm. La La Land,
1: huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I want to... I really want to get more into, like, the nuts and bolts of, like, your path, kind of. Okay. And, like, how... That's an interesting story. Sure. Well, I figured, like, (laughs) just with how one project leads into another or... Where do you you want to start? How did I get... Well, for one, you made a fucking Facebook post recently about how you have 15 code somethings or others, and I had no idea what that meant. So I was wondering if you could maybe do somewhat condensed, but not necessarily, like... How did you get from Bozeman doing uh, radio phones Mm -hmm. to L.A. doing whatever the 15 code things is? Still radio phones. Okay, so it's all still related to that shit. All
2: all the same thing. Yeah, we've been doing this for about five years now. Okay, cool.
0: Um,
2: Well, I guess I'll start way back, like at Billing Senior High School. That's great. Yeah, Uh, I'm
0: always interested in, like, the seeds of this stuff. Yeah. Or, like, even in your childhood, you know? Yeah, yeah. It goes back pretty far, I think. I Did you want any of this, by the way?
2: Uh I'm good. Okay. Still, reco- still recovering. Yeah, yeah. Minute. feel maybe a little brain dead today, actually. Well, want to feel excuse me yeah. while I protect you. can now be my guest. <laughs> um, school really did not work for me at all. Um, Doesn't surprise me. I don't know why. I mean, I, I I mean, I think it doesn't work for a lot of people, but I really like pushed back against it super hard. Sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, that probably started in middle school, which is around the time I really started getting involved with computers. Oh and, okay. Um, I think those things are related. Totally, little sense of autonomy, and then. Exa- yes, and exactly. Actually, yeah. um, I realized that I could find most of this stuff on Google. Like, why do like, I have to be here? I need you, teacher. Yeah. Which I did, actually. Like, don't get me wrong. You should, you should listen to your teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually. <laughs> but um, I definitely had this sense that I had discovered something that the people teaching me had not, and they didn't want to hear about it. And anyways. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's.
0: Little so Frankenstein ass shit.
2: Yeah. So I did not do well in school. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure my GPA was one point something. From Is that like right? Seventh grade onwards. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Um. So you didn't even try to proud of that
2: or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I did not get good grades, and actually, I dropped out of high school in my junior year.
0: Oh, I forgot that shit yeah. too. Oh. Yeah. 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 So that's where. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um. So I ended up dropping out of high school my junior year. Uh, I, I got, as a result of being a terrible student, I was also kind of just a delinquent uh, teenager. So I got in some trouble uh, trying to push the envelope. And uh, or push something else. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and ended up getting shipped off to a boot camp program in Dillon, Montana. Oh. Um, so I got my GED there. That actually, honestly, probably is one of the best things that ever happened to me. Hmm. It was just getting out of the crazy situations that I was in at mm. the time. So there was like actually crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, shit there was stuff going into- on at
2: home, that oh. and there was also like, like things that I had done. But there's, there, there's, you know, I don't want to get too in the weeds on that. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, I mean, it was a pretty turbulent time mm-hmm. for for me and my sister too. actually. Mm. Um so I got got kinda got out of that for a while and just got yelled at by people in the military. Um <laughs> great. <laughs> it worked for me. Mm. I don't think it works for everybody. Mm. I'm that I'm that type of personality that responds to that. But mm. um got out of there and then I when I came back to Billings, I mean, all you guys were, I think, in your senior year. Or yeah. just about to start your senior year. Okay. So, that was weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't really know what to do. Um, so, I started going to college right away mm-hmm. and quickly realized I had no idea what I was doing. I Like, I'm just, like, stumbling around in the darkness, so to speak, trying to find something to grab onto. True. After all this stuff happened. Um, and then, eventually, just kind of settled on... You know, working just a day job and existing for a while wasn't just existing, but just kind of thinking, I guess. Sure. Um, so I sold phones for Verizon for like five years. Right. Um, and then, I, I throughout this, by the way, I'd, I I picked up programming quite young as a being, you know, as interested in computers as I was. It's mm-hmm. just kind of a natural thing. Um, and I had been doing like freelance, you know, web development and things like that for okay. a long time. Mm-hmm. Like since you were
0: a teen or something or? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably 15 or 16. Oh, okay. Like, somewhere yeah. in there. It wasn't
0: good, but I did do it. Sure.
2: Um, <laughs> and then I, I was doing that more and more on the side and I decided, you know, why don't I just go get the piece of paper that certifies, certifies me to be a software developer real for, mm. for real. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I moved to Bozeman in 2013. And I got two years into a CS bachelor's and then I dropped out to start Fair Tooth. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and I when I joined, when I met Michael, who's Michael Monahan, who's the CEO. Um, he's actually quite a bit older than me. He's in his, I think he's 42 or 43. Okay. Um, you know, he, he had a background in, he worked at Goldman Sachs for a long time as a as a trader. Mm-hmm. Um, UBS I think is another one. Okay. Um, it's just like a personality I'd never encountered before, mm-hmm. and uh, when he's like, "Hey, let's start this company," uh, mm. I was just like, I, "I like it. I like that. Just let's let's go for it. Fucking do it. Yeah. yeah. See what happens. I kind of done that my whole life anyway. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly realized that this this is what i want to do mm. i want to create stuff or solve problems for people nice yeah and it quickly became apparent how effective you know software development is at, at doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. at scale um, and i just got obsessed with it man um, yeah, yeah. so that that facebook post you're referring to mm-hmm. is ba- based since we started the company you know, we have 15 different software, individual projects that, you know, help us run this company, okay. or whether, whether it's our apps or whatever, Okay. Sure. firmware for the devices. Right. Um, I had actually developed most of that myself. Wow. Um, so like, the like product. Like brought it up,
0: coding, yeah. shit? Hmm. And also
2: picked like all the parts for the radio devices oh, and wow. prototyped hmm. all of that and, um wrote quite a large chunk of the firmware for it, you know, it's so I, I got so obsessed with it and just, it's I, I mean, I was doing 90 to 100 hours a week for oh, damn. years hm. uh, to do this. Um, so that's how you end up writing millions of lines of code. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. it's It's been, I mean.
0: Can you just pull it towards you? Yeah. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is going to be just a problem. It's okay. We're, we'll get it. So here, how's that? Yeah, yeah, just wherever you're at, and then we'll put it there. And it's just going to be right there, yeah. Yeah, so just get, there get we it are nice are. and <laughs> <to> intimate. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Keep screwing this up. Um, <laughs> no, it's a total thing. Yeah, so it's I know.
2: Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, I worked obsessively hard for five and a half years. Yeah, yeah. To get To get here. Cool. Yeah. It's, that's some nerdy ass shit. It is some nerdy ass mm-hmm. shit, man. I'm I'm seriously like one of the nerdiest people. <laughs> that's uh, really cool. It's yeah. kind of the age of the nerd. I figured though. out how to hide it well, you know. Yeah, you didn't hide it that well. <laughs> well, I mean, now I think I do a better job nowadays. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you did right back then. No. Oh yeah, God, yeah. no. Oh, no, God. but
0: that's that what painful. was right cool about it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a nerd, man. Yeah. I don't know. Does answer the question with nuts and bolts? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, totally. I guess some details about, like, conflict is always interesting or, like, um, an idea of having to adapt to yeah. things. Like, something I always think about is how our goals can be too stiff. Um, oh, yeah. And and that That's can a make huge us part of this. not adaptable. Yeah. Um, so, and having to be really critical with yourself about, like, how flexible you are. Yes. And, and in order to figure out how you can become more so. Um, yeah, so like, figure out, like, what your limits are. What are you willing to accept? Right.
2: Who, like, who are you? Mm. That I, I actually think that doing this company really helped me answer some of those questions. Cool. Because, like, when you put that much work into something uh, and people, like, talk shit about it or something, which mm. happens... Mm. A lot. Um,
0: Yo, back off.
2: Yeah. Um, or it doesn't work, which also happened a lot. Mm, um, just straight up. Yeah. Or just things that happen to you out of like you put in so much work into something and something comes like out of out of the blue that mm. you don't see coming mm. that you have no control over mm-hmm. and it's a serious problem for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, could bankrupt your whole company. And you have to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, it it had the effect of like completely breaking me down and building me back up. Cool. Essentially. Right. I wasn't even really aware of that the whole time either. Oh. Oh, Interesting. Oh. It took me a while to realize what what was happening. Like, that's where I think like, some of this is luck. Yeah. Where it's like, I just happen to be super obsessive with this sort of thing and can just do it endlessly. And happen to be a white male. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, my life put me in positions where that's (laughs) Put me in positions that other people don't really just end up in. Right, you know? right. Um, so, I want... Th- what the, 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 If there's any really big thing I want to do in my life is figure out how to... How to give people the chance to do what I'm doing. Yeah. I think it's like... It's the most powerful thing you can do is like really just risk pretty much everything
0: to, to go after something you right. care about. But that's a very interesting point to make because a lot of people aren't even in that position to right. really have anything. I know. right. Like, that's the, And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. How do
2: you make it so that people can have an environment where they can go for something and totally fall on their face over and over and over again? And right. it doesn't like, end takes their life. That takes a whole umbrella of safety or security, yeah. right? Right. I think well for me like that's part of why I like the idea of like UBI as we move into this new kind of. Can you remind me parad- that acronym? Universal Basic Income. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like we're right. moving into this new paradigm. Right. Where the the world operates in a just a different way. Mm. Um, and I don't. It's it's so hard to just break into it. Like you can't just learn to be a programmer in two days and, mm. oh, you're good to go, right now, now you have a job for a few mm-hmm. um, I think <laughs> we need to figure out a way to make,
0: you know, the entry level into the market a little bit oh. less punishing. Right, right, right. Yeah. The baseline now is, like, where you don't have time to do... To learn anything that yeah. can, like, actually propel you forward. Yeah. It's just a constant treadmill sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think... I, looking at the world now, I think higher education is the first place that's going to change. It's going to change. Mm. Um, especially... I don't know if you saw, like, the admissions scandal stuff, like, at USC. No. Oh, okay. So, um... It turns out that a lot of these like Ivy League universities are mostly pay to play. What? Yeah. No. Yes. I would I never believe that this. in a million years.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which I I had that feeling for a long time. Sure. Like, this is just kind of contrived. All this. Yes. You know, like yeah. what are we? What is this really? Right. It's a business. Right. And uh, people have been paying for the product. Mm. You know. Um, mm.
0: There's old theater. Yeah. To that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. And it's it's not just, oh, pay to, like paying to get your kids into an Ivy League school is one thing. Um, but we've also been just encouraging every person in America to go to college at any cost. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Right. I mean, student loans are now the largest asset class in the United States. So, on average, people hold more debt in student loans than they do on cars, homes, mm-hmm. anything. Damn. That's crazy to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I right. think people are starting to come to their senses on this. Right, with free college and shit. Yeah, or just changing how we even do education from the very fundamentals. Mm. Like, do we need this thing, this idea of like a centralized university, or mm. can we create that in neighborhoods? Mm. You know? Right, with the internet especially. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in. If there's one thing I really want to do in my life, I think that's that's the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out a good problem to solve. Right. That's part of why I'm doing this programming thing. Sure. Some of it, so there's, the programming class that I'm doing is, it's half greed, because mm-hmm. I want to be involved in the business that's mm-hmm. going to come out of this, and then it's half, I guess you would say, altruism. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like, I, that that goes back to my point about, I think capitalism can exist in a way where Sure. People can make money, but also actually help people. Mm. You know.
0: Yeah, we could argue about that. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like the optimist, I guess. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. No, that's cool. We need optimists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: but no, I, I. That's not to. Uh, that's not to. Um, say that you are incorrect It's in some furious analysis.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, and it's cool to be able to talk about it, right? Like. Yeah. That's kind of the whole point is that. I didn't even know that you were like conservative or had been conservative for some reason. Yeah, I was so, go,
2: I was a good conservative. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm pretty liberal, I would say. Right. Pretty pretty liberal. Mhm.
0: Yeah, right. Still a filthy capitalist, but Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to get it. I mean, yeah. Right. I am, man. Um,
2: it benefits me. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, right. <laughs> That's, That's the thing, pretty right? Easy yeah. to figure out. Yeah. Yeah
0: well and that sort of goes to what you're talking about with like the in the people who are in the people who are out yes right yeah that's something an image or an idea that fascinates me a lot uh in blade runner the old one there's an image in la actually yeah of like the big building where all like the people work in the system yeah and then there's everybody else out on the streets and it's just like a slum yeah um And one thing that really fascinates me that I think about, and it gets my little Marxist wheels turning pretty hard, (laughs) is like the idea that in modern times, the scale of wealth has become to where you can compare it to medieval times pretty aptly, Yeah. where you have kings who are billionaires, and you have serfs or peasants who are the rest of us. Yeah, and that sounds pretty funny because you end up saying that like if you're not a billionaire, then you're on the same plane, and that means that millionaires are in some sense fundamentally similar to like a homeless person. Yeah, which sounds pretty weird, but with my like climate, you know, uh, knowledge and kind of obsession, um, talk about water and talk about like markets. Right. California is a good place right for this issue right I mean, so if you start thinking those terms where water right like at the end of uh, the big oh the one about the marketing crash the big short the big short movie. yeah that's okay. great yeah but at the end you have um, Christian Bale's character it tells like what he goes on to do and the thing that he's investing in is water yep and I'm like oh if the guy that saw the 2008 bubble coming first is investing in water maybe that's something to think about and also you hear about water and I, you know, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So under those circumstances, if you're not a billionaire and can't afford to secure your own water supply in the future, right. that does mean that it becomes apt to say that, like, even if you're a lawyer now, like a mid-level or upper-level lawyer, depending on where you are, like a city right. here, it, like upper-level would be like a millionaire. Yep. In the bigger cities, it'd be like 10 millionaires or something. But, right. Yeah. Um, even at that level, those people are workers, yep. and it's interesting to think in those terms too. Because a lot of people, yourself included, actually, are working a lot, yep. and are slaving a lot, yep. and there are a lot of other or a few other people who are sitting around because of interest rates in their trust funds and their investments, and they literally don't have that, and that yep. becomes that superpower that you're talking about. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just this idea about like us all being serfs and how that kind of, I think that illuminates our situation in a different Yeah, I way. agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I don't really know what to do about it. Yeah. Totally. I,
2: like, I, just, these types of problems are huge, like, they're, they're, you know, they're going to affect humanity for a long, long, long time. Yeah. So, I, my, my philosophy on it is, I try to just tend to the garden that I can touch. If that makes sense. So if mm-hmm. I can, if I can help other people, if I can help them learn something that's going to allow them to, to, you know, you, what, it depends on what your goal. Is. Maybe you want to undermine the system or mm-hmm. whatever. The best way to do that, in my opinion, is from inside the system. Right. You know. So like. Well, how else do you do it? Here's how. Yeah. Yeah. So, if I can help you learn something that helps you get further. Right. That's you know that's an impact I can have. Um, mm-hmm you know, like I said earlier, just talking to people, thinking through these things, sure. getting other people to think about it. Right. Um, that's 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 how I deal with this. Yeah. Because I am d- not smart enough to solve the mm. to solve the whole problem. I don't think. No. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you look at somebody like, and I'm a big fan of Jeff Bezos. I know I mean, a lot of people just got really mad. Yeah. <laughs> but i def but that being said i definitely think that there's something wrong with the way that you know when you look at the jeff bezos versus the rest of the world there's something wrong with that setup yes yeah right? yeah i don't think i don't i don't think jeff bezos is a necessarily bad person i just think the system has rewarded him for Possibly bad behavior.
0: Well, you can do whatever the fuck you want if you have a yeah. billionaire or a yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, launch rockets into space, whatever. What do you think of Elon Musk? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I wanted to ask you about He's this. He's a favorite one of mine to rip on. Really? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Well... And I love him, too. Well,
2: sort of. Sure. Anyways, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know I don't know a lot about him. I've kind of been, like, hipstery about it. Like, I don't like him. I'm not going to learn about him. But I've watched, like, a little, some interviews or whatever, and... Um, based on what I understand about him, what worries me is something about like green capitalism or gotcha. like,
2: don't this, trust it or
0: no, I don't think, I think it doesn't get at the real issues that we have. Gotcha. Um, because of fun and this is part of like that thing about capitalism being able to un, being unable to solve it's problems because it only has a a certain set of tools. Yeah. Um,
2: it can't solve problems that are inherent to itself.
0: Right. So in other words, we can't produce our way out of this. Gotcha. Part of our problem is production. Gotcha. So that just doesn't square in a, in a way that, it So we can solve it. Yeah. So like, and he has these big shiny machines and it's amazing, you know, like, I, I admire the guy, you know, it's kind of like... Yeah, when you have that's a, how I feel, too. Right, like, like you have a wow. foil, like, yeah. he's amazing, and yeah. <laughs> literally like a god, and seems to be doing decent stuff, and he's a nerd, yeah. so that's cool, Yeah. Um. but I just get worried that people look at, like, electric cars, and they think that, in the future, it's gonna look like this, except with electric cars, and... Like yeah. it's pretty certain that however the future works out, it's not gonna look like this. Yeah. Whether or not we have electric cars. Like right. with two degrees in increase pretty much happening. Yeah. That's very different from the answers I get.
2: Well, I I talk to people from all over the spectrum, right? But like you're you're very much like fundamentals mm. when it comes to viewing the world, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm.
0: Can you talk more about that? I mean, like interested you're, in. <laughs>
2: you're you're thinking about like just fundamental human. mechanics of human existence, almost yeah. right? Yeah, Is yeah. Is that right? Would you? That's accurate. I, that's what I try to do. Yeah. yeah, and so when I ask you about someone like Elon Musk, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh huh. That's just a person right. inside of this system. He's like, the problem started before this system even arose almost. right yeah right which is interesting i like that approach <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah. um just because I, I think about stuff like that too sure on a much less
0: grand scale though mm. it's like, well you're working and shit yeah fixing like, bugs yeah i made it part of my <laughs> job so that i had time to think about yeah this stuff. <laughs> that's cool man
2: yeah yeah like i you know I I simultaneously exist in a state of pragmatism. Mm-hmm. Like I have this I'm in this system, so I have to operate within it. Mm-hmm. Solve solve the next problem in front of me. Mm-hmm. But I also understand where you're, where you're coming from mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Still figuring this stuff out.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot to figure out, and Yeah. Shit. And it's nice to make money. I I mean, oh, there's like great. something about that that's just like
2: it's great. Yeah. I mean, I can't, it's, you know, don't get me wrong. It's nice. Right. It is. I will say it's nice. It's diminishing returns though. Oh, you know, like when you make more. Yeah. yeah. I think a, the, the. what motivates people to want lots of money is the pain that they encounter f- with financial stress. Mm. That, that shit sucks. Yeah. Man. Like it's being broke sucks Mm -hmm. I've had I've done it a few times yeah yeah you just have no money right Um, that sucks and uh, you want to avoid having that pain but once you solve that Mm -hmm. like you can have a decent place to live and pay your bills and you don't really think about it that much
0: totally it's different that's what I wanted to talk to you about and that's what I was trying to bring up earlier when I said that you have time like Uh, You're busy, but like you said, or, like... I have time to be busy. Well, or you have the time and the money to, like, fly here, like, kind of on a whim. Yes. And, like, hang out with me and have a few hours this afternoon. Yes. Right? And then go see your family or whatever. Yep. Um, And that's just, frankly, like, a thing that a lot of people can't do. I know. Like, fly somewhere over the weekend, you know? Like, so... Cause that's something I think about, right? Going yeah. to that thing about if, like, oh, if I had this debt paid off and this debt paid off, then I wouldn't be pouring money into that debt, that paying that debt off every month, and then right. I'd be able to do what, like, buy a new microphone. Like today, I had to put on my credit card to buy a microphone. Like, you yeah. know, I've got kind of got that money, like, yeah. But no, like, I know that feeling. You know, so yeah. um, I think about that and I dream kind of about that mm-hmm. because that is like a power and it's interesting now that like the ability to do what you want is so hard because of how like the base, the basis is so low, like yeah. ev- everybody's in debt, right? The average American has like $10,000 yeah. credit card debt. Or I was going to say like people give like China shit for what do they have? It's like
2: a social credit system they're trying to implement. Okay. Right? Oh, right, right. Yeah. We already have that. It's called a credit score. Right. <laughs> totally. We've had that for a while. And, like, I think that's one one decision I happened to just get right by accident. Like, thanks mm. for making me get a credit card, Grandma. Yeah. Um, is I figured out how to do that quickly. Sure. And, man, if you have good credit, you can do all kinds of stuff. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but once you have bad credit, mm. it is so hard to come back. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, they punish you so hard. Right. Sorry, digression. But No, that's good. Yeah.
0: That's kind of shit I really like to talk about, too, yeah. is, like, how, and I really appreciate you being willing to talk about it, too, yeah. right? Because we're, like, something that we're not supposed to talk about is, like... I don't like that either. Money and re- politics or and religion, or yeah. what, what are they? Yeah, part, right. Part of me is, like, no. Like, part of our issue is that we need to talk about all this shit, like, because this is where the rubber meets the road, and, like... Yes, absolutely. You know, we don't need to vilify you, be like, us who are still, like, working on our debt or whatever, yeah. for being successful. Like, we could talk to you, and then, like... Because, in after all, we all... all all are serfs in some sense so like we don't have any reason to be fighting one just real quick one idea I think about too is like fighting over scraps yeah in the sense that like most of us are just running around and we kind of have to be greedy because there's not that much to go around like most of the shit the, the fat is going to the top yep and getting sucked up so like that affects a huge part, and that has, like, interesting implications for how we operate in our relationships and stuff, too. Yeah. Which is something that I also think about. But, like, uh so I forget where the fuck I was going with that, but. The, yeah, well, fighting over scraps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have anything to th- think about with that, but. It's, what's a scrap to you? It's, like, resources. Okay, yeah. But the point is it's, that, like, there's. Not very. Yeah, of them. Not much to go around. Yeah. Well, it's the uneven distribution, right? right? Yeah.
2: Like you have to. There's a certain point where if you figure out a business that scales really quickly, it's like it's exponential. Mm. So you have linear growth, right? And you're right. working your ass off, just endlessly. Mm. And then eventually you hit this thing where it just has a mind of its own and nice. goes goes it's to the moon. Yeah. Um. so you have these people where the res- you're, it's kind of like what you're saying the, the resources move more quickly to the top yeah. than they do anywhere else right and the amount of op- like the opportunity cost is a lot higher at the bottom essentially right yeah yeah I don't know how you fix this yeah what do you do I've heard people say like abolish billionaires I don't know I don't know what you do about this.
0: Maximum income or maximum wage is a thing? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I don't know.
2: I mean, just give the, put the rest in something else. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a question, like, how much money does a person need? Yeah. You know, like. Right. It's, well, that, and I don't know, like, I always
2: struggle with this question too because I also, like, I want my free agency. Sure. You know, like, I want to make my own choices. Let um, me fix
0: that up real fast. This is There we go. Perfect. Um, where was it going? Fighting a- Oh, God.
2: Oh, oh yeah, okay. Uh so you how yeah, how to you know like I want my free agency, man. So like if if what right. you know, who are you to tell me that I can't have a billion dollars. Yeah,
0: yeah. But also it's billion dollars, like come on. <laughs> well and it goes to that point about <laughs> you know. diminishing returns, right? right. And there's yeah. also this real thing about billionaires being really I think unhealthy. Is that fair? I don't Do you know. know. Like I've only... I mean, I've, I've met people that
2: probably are close mm. to that. And I don't know. It, it definitely has an extremely powerful detachment effect.
0: This is a cool concept. Yeah. yeah. Can I... Ner- ner- yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one article I came across, I think it was on The Nation, was talking about... the The headline was, Power Gives You Brain Damage. Interesting. And so the idea is a really cool one where... Um, basically, your sympathy muscles atrophy as a wow. somebody with power right because and if you, it it makes sense if you think about it like mechanically yeah. right like in a court say with a king and a servant yeah the king does whatever the fuck he wants everybody has to worry about how the king feels mm-hmm. so as a servant you're navigating situations where like the king's fucking pissed the the queen's fucking whatever, mad to, and you have to navigate those relationships, and just all you have to do is deliver a dish without pissing off the queen, and that might be really difficult. So you have to be highly sensitive to how those people are feeling and how your actions are going to affect how they're feeling. Yeah. So if you're not in those situations where you have to worry about navigating other people's feelings, and you just do whatever the fuck you want because you have all the power, all the money, then it makes sense that those muscles atrophy. Yeah. Well,
2: I've even experienced this myself, man. Like, I've caught myself. Oh. uh, Ooh. Like,
0: I just got tingles.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's I I've caught myself behaving in a way towards like say like someone in a restaurant. Sure. Like, kind of just being, like, expecting special treatment. Right. Things. Right. Right. Um. And that comes from the you know oh, I just gave you my you know Amex Platinum card like. Sick. <laughs> take care of me. I'm right. special. You know? <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's something I try to, to, to be better at every day is,
0: like, that's a person. But that takes a lot of effort. It does, right, yeah. Like, right. it has to be something that you think about. And most people don't do that. No, they just enjoy the money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. How,
2: how do we make more billionaires like me? <laughs> just
0: kidding. <I> mean, <laughs> um, what would WWJD, yeah. what would Jeff do? Yeah. Um, it's not a bad question, man. I'd, I'd say you're a decent model. I try, you man. Model? thank
2: you. I try. Um, yeah, I don't know what you do, man. It's. I'm kind of with you on the it's it's a it's a systems issue. Uh-huh. I don't know if you can. Really address it, from its symptoms, mm. like coming at it from the symptoms. Yes. Direction. No right? doubt. You know, you need to yeah. Kind of go back before that. To the fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's out of my wheelhouse, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, unless, I, unless I can write like, software to help
0: with this. <laughs> you could program a Marxist robot army. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What makes a robot Marxist? I think that <laughs> robots
2: would have a great reason to be Marxist. Yeah, I guess they're kind of like Marxist by nature.
0: Right? I would, they don't but, have the ego. I can't, it Are depends. they conscious robots? You have to code them okay. properly. Can't be a Can't be a dumbass. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: So where are we? We've. I think we pointed out a lot of problems. Mm, yeah.
0: That's usually my job. I feel like. Yeah. It's just. Like, I do that too all the time. Well, to me, like again with that cancer. Thing. It's, like, you don't want to go to the doctor and have them tell you that you, your haircut looks nice if you have, like, a laundry list of fucking issues. Yeah. Like.
2: Yeah. Like, let's cut the shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. I'm yeah, like, i like. Yeah, I feel that, man.
0: Because I've come to this point, right, I heard this idea, It's was probably on a podcast somewhere, about when you figured out that the adults don't really know what's going on either. Right. Once you become an adult. Right? And this happened it was really interesting in my divorce, like identifying with my parents and all of a sudden having that in common with them, like as a world. Like a club. And it is kind of a club. It's like divorce club, like oh my
2: parents are split too, I so I kind of see that.
0: Sure. Yeah. So that's like kind of a marked a marked experience of like modern life that people identify with because it's like a process you go through kind of. And it's amazing how consistent it is. Interesting. Um Why did I start talking about my divorce? Oh, God. Ah, shit. That's awkward as fuck.
2: Trying to remember. I'm no help, clearly. Systems? Yeah, systems. I'm going way back there. Yeah. I go too deep, man. I'm sorry. Sometimes I just go down the rabbit hole too far.
0: No, it happened. It it always happens. Spilled some water. It was that. finding things in common with people. Oh, nope. I think we're going to have to leave that one. Yeah. Damn it. It's I'm right. sorry I started talking about my It'll books. It'll come back. <laughs> people, that's the other thing. It's just like an awkward thing. And I'd yeah. like it not to be. Like yeah. I've thought it would be fun to have Sydney on like a podcast just I, to like, yeah, tell yeah. the story. I bet you a lot of people would be interested in that. I thought so. And I, I, there's like a thing about it being exploitative Like, just, like, using shit from my life to talk about. But that thing about not talking about things, like, and these particular things seeming to be the areas that we need to, to talk the most about. Yeah. Like, our relationships and, like, stuff that makes us kind of cringe and go, like, oh, like, that's bad. Yeah. It's like, no, like, that's a red flag. Like, that feeling of disgust is, like, means that you need to investigate that. Yes. And so, like... Uh, I'm also I, like I, I'm trying to use this as a way for me to, to not be like confessional about it but to be like hey these are just things that have come up like problems that I've found or we found like in the case with yeah CIA. you're like accounting for your experience right like, and right. then and then putting out that experience so that other people can see it and then maybe like there's a lot of shit that I wish I knew like I wish that somebody had, had like, an honest conversation with me about divorce and shit a long time ago. Yeah, Yeah. So, and if nobody's talking about that, maybe it has to be on a podcast. Right. So, like... I'm with you. Yeah, I get get your feeling, too, that maybe
2: you don't want to exploit stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, you know, I think we have to, for me, the way I deal with that is I kind of just accepted that human... As it seems to me anyway that human beings are we are going to be self-serving in some way Mm. Kind of always and I don't know that that's necessarily It doesn't have to be bad Mm. There's ways you can kind of hack that Functionality to benefit other people we have a disagreement already really no keep going. Okay, Um, I think I Think you can hack your own self-interest to also be other people's interest Right. You you can serve yourself and also serve others at the same time. Sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. What's your?
0: No, I I didn't mean to interrupt that. Oh, you're fine. Um, I'm I'm curious before I get on my thing. Yeah. Just more about that, like the exploitation, because that's a concern I have. So just to like think about it with you is nice. I mean, I guess why do you feel like it would be exploitative? Um just you don't want to It's like cuz sometimes I feel like a circus act. Like, okay. Uh you kind of like look how crazy the situation is. Yeah. But like the truth is it is that it was crazy and yeah. like and it was also done in a way that we could talk about it pretty coherently and like we're yeah. amicable now and um yeah. I think that would just be like really helpful for people to hear like two exes talking amicably about what happened. Yeah. And like deep th- deeper stuff about like um, that thing about how we try to own people for example yeah like that's not just a male thing I don't think I'm pretty right. sure that's like a modern thing actually. yeah Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah which goes with this rise of property right yeah like that thing I like that agriculture oak, yeah, yeah. Um, but that kind of goes back I guess I'll loop it back to my disagreement with you yeah in there and I didn't mean to interrupt you again. After before you finish, that's always kind of rude. I don't right. like to interview or interrupt people I'm like talking with, interviewing. But um, this idea that it's our nature to be selfish ah, okay is something that like I grapple with a lot because yeah. it's a preconception that a lot of people have. Yeah. Um, clearly. <laughs> clearly, yeah. and I don't think you're out of the ordinary yeah. in saying that at all. Like most people would agree that like. Um, in philosophical terms, we say that, like the world is, Hobbesian in nature. That nature, before civilization, was like nasty, brutish, and short, or something. Yeah. Is a saying, um, and before that, we were all just fighting, like knocking each other on the head with clubs. And, yeah. Um, but it seems to me that like that self interest thing that appears to us to be nature now, is just a product of us living in this fighting over scraps type situation. Interesting. And that before, when you could go kill a buffalo because you had a a fucking spear and a teepee or whatever, you didn't have a credit card bill, like, you literally could just go get the food, and, like, you're very autonomous at that point. Right. Right. Theoretically. And, of course, there was um, stuff people always say, like, disease before modern medicine and... um, But, actually, because... Humans weren't like packed together and stationary, there was a lot less disease, and yeah. they had higher infant uh, mortality rates. But, right. um, and that's what brings like age estimates down um, to like 34 or something is what we usually hear. Um, but if you take that into account with all the dead infants, like it, those bring it way down. And of course, gotcha. dead infants aren't nice, so yeah, you could take that. But um, it seems like that self interest nature is just a product of us living in a highly propertied society I could very well be i mean Where,
2: through, and to be fair too like i don't i don't want to give the impression that i really know much about this sure um i don't No. this is did, so the things that i say are generally in like just in the context of my own brain so like <laughs> the reason i feel like that's kind of just like something that's there whether i like it or not mm. i mean i've done a few experiments with uh, psychedelics, yeah. like DMT, cool, you know, mushrooms
0: and stuff like this that. This is like actually. a Rogan podcast. Yes, I know. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I love Rogan. <laughs> it's, I do too. Um, a little bro but. Yeah, yeah. No, I get, I
2: get, like, he's like a, I saw a really good description of him. It's like a guy at the squat rack, guy helping you at the squat rack while smoking a joint or something.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty uh, harmless. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you did some experiments. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, you know, go, trying to go for like the ego death and all. Yeah, that, yeah, I
0: yeah.
2: Experienced this, and it it made me feel like there's definitely a part of my brain that it appear, it seems like it's hardwired to to just, you know, it's me, 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 me. Mm. You know, psychedelics turn that off mm. in a profound way, mm. where. You can exist in a world where it is you. It's not that you don't matter. It's like not a concept almost. Right. I'm sure. You've, you know. You kind of know where. Yeah, yeah. Going with that, but, I it it's, at least in my experience, it seems like that's something that, is there whether I like it or not. Right. And I just have to be aware of it. Right. You know. Right. So I don't know, but I don't know if that's right. Either. Sure.
0: You know, and I'm not really interested in being right or anything. Yeah. (laughs) So.
2: Just trying not to do bad things. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I guess I have this idea that, right, like, humans are highly plastic. Yeah. Um, Right. To the point that we can adapt to a certain situation and become so solidified in that situation that it starts to resemble nature or essential aspects of us. Yeah. But, like... Talking about how artificial our shit is, like, yeah, how fair is it for us to make assessments about our nature in that highly artificial setting? Yeah, right, like, credit card is a space idea to caveman, yeah, that's some crazy ass shit, right, and then take that being our like 95% of the human existence, and then take a baby from that and put it where it is now with credit cards right and then think about how you can start to affect us like yeah and this is a cool thing that i think about with training too like what you said about spending all that time coding to where now it's like second nature you can do all kinds of crazy shit yep um we use that plasticity to the point now where like it is quote second nature to you to do coding right um so I don't know, like that me, me, me thing arguably yeah. could be like just a product of being raised in like a place where, like something that I've been coming to terms with is that I think there's just a lot of unhealth and like, frankly, like disease and toxicity that we're raised in yep. and take for granted. Yeah. You know, if I, the more I look back on my own upbringing and stuff, not by any fault of my parents, I'm not really interested in blaming people. I think yeah. Like most people, and that's was interesting. Interesting about like going through that divorce. I was that's right. See, we got it. Yeah. Um, to see them from a human perspective, and then be like, Yeah. Um, oh shit! No, but I got lost. You I got get excited. like leveled with them. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, well, 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 no, I totally lost it. But that thing about our nature. Yeah. Yeah, it's something I think about. Um, that's interesting, man. I mean, that very it, it makes sense mm-hmm. to me.
2: Yeah. Maybe we're doing, I don't know, maybe this is the way you try to, maybe this is how you get rid of the, you know, me, 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 me. Let's mm. do stuff like this.
0: Oh. You know? Commu- you make a community. Yeah. You connect with <laughs> Right. right. Yeah. Like, that's something real I think one. about a lot yeah. is like real isolation nowadays for people. Like this is something I heard on a podcast. There was a study, I don't know the fucking study, um, 60% of the people in the study didn't have a close friend. Somebody they considered a close friend that they could call if they needed help or something. Wow, man! So from that, that's sad. I don't know. You'd have to look at more studies or whatever, but I believe that. Yeah, I believe that's a sad thing too. Is I heard that and I was surprised, but then I was also like, "No, wait, that totally works." Like, yeah, I'm alone. I can think of examples of this. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, your parents or some even me at some point. Yeah. 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 Right. So the point is that we live in a really isolating world and like any amount of connection in that is like a sign of rebellion kind of in my yeah. sense. And like uh, us embracing our humanness and like the level that we are community. I, I get really obsessed, speaking of psychedelics, like the idea of us as like a fungal organism, like a, mm. a mycelial organism yeah, kind of. Um, and at that point, the individuals don't matter. Yeah. It, the individuals are part of like a throbbing mass like a, in the sexodon they call it the primordial horde. It's yeah. just like the whole tribe family. Oh, that's a terrifying thought to me. Yeah Oh, my ego is like, oh God. yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I think that's how it is,
2: right? It's yeah. like I get I, when I did DMT, this is just like a Roman. get podcast. it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it, It's hot shit. Yeah um, <laughs> When I did DMT, and I, I think most people say this, I definitely got this sense like it's such a powerful sense that like it it's real Yeah. as far as i'm concerned you know that there's some kind of next level fabric right like, between everybody yes right i don't know that's great it but i think there's something to that man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i really do right and i if you had asked me that question 5 years ago i'd been like you're crazy mm. but, cool yeah yeah yeah. it when it, 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 it felt real enough that it, it I can't imagine it has to be right I don't know yeah 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 your brain is doing that right something in your brain is, is doing this yeah
0: there's gotta be something to that right I don't know something that I think about with the isolation too uh, there's this thing about like massage therapists sometimes yeah. being the only people that touch a certain person like if like if you go to the massage therapist some people are just single or whatever don't have like close friends or don't have like people they're close with yep. they go to the massage therapist and all the massage like all of a sudden that massage therapist is in a highly intimate moment with them where like they're the only person that's touched their body like in the last month or something wow that's like strange. that's the level of isolation that yeah. we we're talking about yeah no I, I actually it, it, I believe that but mm-hmm. not even
2: I'm sure it's true right but I even right. I'll look it up I'm sure but right like that's it goes back to what we talked about earlier in the in this is something about what we're doing is not working right and there's red flags everywhere Mm. (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. right make eye contact with somebody and they're like (gasps) terrified
0: yeah yeah
2: Yeah, i miss you people
0: (laughs) yeah come back
2: You can look at people. It's going to be weird, man. I mean, we're the last generation that knows what the world was
0: like before the internet. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we are kind of the the chosen ones somehow. Or like... Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. The uh, OGs or the turnover.
2: Yeah. Like, we got... We saw the world briefly before the internet and then all helper, close. Yeah, yeah. So weird. I can't imagine what it's like to be a young kid now. Dude. It's like space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think I like imagine like being in eighth grade and having Snapchat. Yeah. 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 Right. What? Right.
0: That's right. gotta be chaos. It's really funny. Even like I'm dating somebody that's like five years younger than me. Yeah. And they're like, there's still a big difference. Yeah. Like they didn't have, well, maybe she That's has... how
2: fast things change. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they yeah. Exactly. So
0: quick. Right. Like I'm unfamiliar with Snapchat. Because that was, like, after us. But yeah. for her, that's, like, what she does with her friends and shit. I use it frequently, actually, now. But I, I was I late to the party. Now. Right.
2: You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I see younger kids that have used it since it existed. Exactly. You know? You see a 10-year-old with an iPad at dinner just Snapchatting people. It's just weird I see that. <laughs> crazy. Just yeah.
0: cultivating that little social media personality. Here. Yeah from an early age. That can't be good, right? Dude, there's a... Oh, there's a cool book called uh, The Shallows, I think? I forget the author, but uh, he talks about, like, with kids and, like, the level of... Oh, the plasticity of our brains Uh ends up lending itself to, like, a fundamental... Fast, fundamental restructuring of how our brains work. Like... The way these phones operate with our dopamine receptors and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, because of those pleasure systems, it does end up looking like a junkie. Where like. Yeah. You can reorganize somebody's priorities in their brain, such that like. Yeah man. So. It's I've a real seen thing, studies they've, like they've this. measured it in in the brain, like they yeah. can, and I don't know how that scan shit works. But, I don't either. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh-huh. that's that's
2: that's tough stuff, but yeah, I no, I've seen a lot of studies that like. Getting likes and stuff on Facebook yeah. and Instagram is the same effect on your brain as doing a line of coke. Right. What? Yeah. yeah so we're all on drugs. Give we're it to all the kids. Junkies. Give it to the kids. The so the kids. parents can have <laughs> sex for once. Maybe they won't. They probably yeah. have sex. Anymore. That's yeah. That's crazy, man.
0: Yeah.
2: I was going somewhere with this. Now I'm losing my. Oh
0: God, Jeff. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Um. Let's yeah. see. We could, like, kind of break every hour. That might be... Let's go, uh... Do you want to take a break or go sure. another couple minutes? Yeah. Yeah, we let's could maybe that. use a recharge. Cool.
2: Waste. 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 What, would Jeff, what Bezos would Jeff Bezos do what if a comet hit the Earth? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we better get, in there. Better get I'm this. i about done. It. Like, what would Jeff Bezos do? So, imagine we have a Phil Griffin and a Jeff Bezos. Oh, boy. And a comet hits the Earth and wipes out a whole bunch of shit, and we don't have internet or electricity or anything. Phil knows how to make his own food. Phil lives. Jeff Bezos doesn't know anything about how to make his own food. Now he's dead.
0: Jeff Bezos has a whole army, though, or some shit.
2: But he, yeah, but... No, mo- no way to pay him? No, you can't pay him. Yeah. What's money mm-hmm. if there's no society? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> you know? That's great. Like, you would, you would win... If the society we have now dis- like just disintegrated, mm. people like you would probably take over.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I guess.
2: Is I, things, I like things that food? I think about.
0: No, yeah, that I think about it all the time. I'm yeah. glad somebody else thinks about it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be fucked. I would be... Yeah, well, I would, too, actually. You can't really survive on kimchi, but... Yeah. And, or not even in combination with kombucha. It's pretty have good. Have you tried that, by the way? No. You don't have to write the second button. Ooh, that's good. That's all right. It's not bubbly, but... I don't, I'm getting... There's some water. That's fine. Okay. I don't care about it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's delicious. I love kombucha.
0: Yeah. It's expensive, though. I stopped it drinking, is- and I started drinking... Or... Yeah, I quit drinking for a while. And then was drinking a lot of kombucha as a replacer. Yeah. And part of the thing about drinking that I was looking forward to is saving money. Yep. It was like $10 for me to get, like, a day's worth of kombucha. Yeah. So right. I was like, that's what I was spending on beer. But I, I had the shit around, I just hadn't been actively making it, so I was like, God, God dang it, it's time for me to rig up the kombucha machine. <laughs> yeah. So I did, now I have gallons of it, which is kind of nice. That's awesome. But I have to stay on top of it. Yeah. I just got a bunch of tea, so it should be easy. Can you sell it to people? We have been talking about selling something. Yeah. Called cooch-booch. Cooch-booch. <laughs> I don't, like I don't know name. if we should talk about it, but
2: well, yeah, if, if you don't no, know. I,
0: I'd be curious to see if like yeah. it would be something that had wings or the real trouble with kombucha is the regulation around selling something that's fermented Okay, you have to do that out of talking a my go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you have to go around a bunch of laws and shit in order to make sure that it's safe. Gotcha. One of the things you have to do out of a commercial kitchen. But Cooch Booch, Mary Kate, who like works like on this website with us and shit, um, she also makes booch. And she was like, dude, I want to make Cooch Booch. So she showed me a picture of a vagina that she'd drawn. That was like a nice flowery vagina. (laughs) And so her idea was to put that on the bottle. And then to flavor it with cohoche, I think it's called. It's an herb. Okay. And the herb has been used for abortive like abortion purposes by like pre like old people older societies gotcha not that we'd be trying to abort fetuses right but we thought it'd be an interesting subversive way to like i'm sure some i'm sure people will buy
2: something like that i
0: thought so too weird like weird stuff like that usually works right i think one there's like a cool like feminist thing about that about yeah you're making a statement with it right right And you have to say something like, we're not trying to give you an abortion, but it's interesting to know that people (laughs) did this before. I wonder what,
2: you should, so here's my take on regulations. Yeah.
0: Fuck them. Fuck
2: them. I don't know if I should say that on a podcast. No. Just kidding, FCC. uh, (laughs) No. They don't care. Yeah. I mean, we do our, you know, we follow the regs that we have to. Right. At the scale that we're at. Right. I almost, when it comes to stuff like that, uh, I almost in the camp of just do it and ask for forgiveness later. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know,
0: ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah, right. Because some when of that stuff, tr- some of those regs
2: are bad. You know, they yeah, prevent people from doing reasonable things. Right.
0: Yay. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. Lods that work in the opposite way that they're supposed to. Yeah, I know. Um, Let me go turn this fan off. I don't know if it's been on the whole time, but. Uh-uh. Mm. Yeah, so Cooch Booch, that's the thing. I, I think it'd be cool to explore. I've, I've been trying to think of ways to figure out how to do it, do it. Um, yeah. oh, if I can help, let me know. Sorry?
2: If I can help you, let me know. Yeah? Yeah. I wonder if you can. all about trying to help people. Yeah. Get get stuff off the ground. Okay. Like websites and things.
0: Well, here's this. How about, can I bring out some stuff? I want to nerd out with you a little bit. Yeah. For like, product-y shit or something. Sure. So here, yeah. Let's just have you open that. Pretend you're Scott Wagers. Okay. We're just gonna have to do a new envelope for Scott, but that's fine. So this is like a new thing that we've been. Sorry Scott. Just it's okay. Second (laughs) hand. Handled lightly. So this is part of something that we've been doing like with our Patreon. Oh you have Patreon. Yeah. Um and we don't have like a huge thing on there, but we're kind of trying to get it going and Oh, okay so like this thing is the idea of uh, independent art distro gotcha um so like those are stickers that i made that sticker that our friend natalie uh myers made i remember her yeah 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 uh-huh so she made those and then that's an album that i bought from uh alex naman on behalf of waste division cool and uh so it's like a yeah like culture man. bomb yeah that yeah get in the mail. that's cool
2: yeah No, I love I, I, I'm a big fan of this kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's there's like there's products out there kind Did of you get similar to into this. Michael Moore. Oh sorry. sorry. I just keep bitching at you about that. No, it's okay. One day I'll figure this out. Um, <laughs> these types of products do incredibly well. Yeah. Usually. Um I actually used to subscribe to something kind of like this. Oh. Um it was for cars. Cool. Because I'm a car geek. Right. That's the one sad thing about like you know, like... You got a new car sort of recently. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cars are going to, in their current form, need to change drastically, right, yeah. you know? And I kind of lament that. Even oh, though yeah. I know that it needs to happen. Right. Because, yeah. Sorry, digression there. No. But, no. Uh, no, this is cool, man. I dig this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah. Do I, Did a bunch of people sign up for it? We've got, like, ten people ten? sign up
0: for it. Okay. What's the... You no guys do there? any like...
2: Have you ever tried to do any advertising? No. It's kind of a gray area. You have to participate in the machine. No,
0: I'm I'm down to play the game. Are you? Yeah. Okay. To some extent.
2: Facebook ads, maybe try those. Yeah? Yeah, so the one thing about, you know how they steal everyone? Well, they don't steal your data, you give it to them. (laughs)
1: Yay! (laughs) You do.
2: (laughs) But because they have, they know everything
0: about everyone. They're very, very good at ads. Yeah, right. And usually... Oh, so that kind of, you can get focused shit out. Right, I see, like, upright bass videos that are, like... Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Which, maybe that's not that hard to figure out, but...
2: And I don't know that much about it, but I can can point you in the right direction, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we've had really good luck with Facebook in the past. Okay. advertising
0: Yeah. selling stuff. So we'll just have to put together a little thing on there. Yeah. Um... I wonder if we could just do like a video of us, somebody opening one.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, like an unboxing. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are huge, man. Yeah, all right. All right. over YouTube.
0: That's so fucked up. Just. Pro- <laughs> just like, <laughs> well, spe- it's just like a product.
2: We keep show. We keep coming back around <laughs> to this. It's kind of funny. But yeah, no, it's like somebody showing off their shit they bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right. taking the and plastic off. And other people being, yeah. And other people have been like, wow. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. We live in a strange world, man. It's
0: very bizarre. Yep. Trying to... I try to understand it by smoking weed. And yeah. It kind of helps. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I don't...
1: Yeah,
2: I mean... I don't get the stigma around just, subs, like, chemical substances in general. Like, humans been doing this for forever. Come
0: on. Why is it bad now? They maybe didn't have as much access to high-quality herb. but Maybe. I mean, they built pyramids. That's a fucking awesome point <laughs> I am. I'm supposed to be all about the ancient shit. Yeah. With this kimchi. <coughs> um, so that was the thing I wanted to show you. Let's see. I like it. Yeah.
2: I think you should keep doing it. Cool. That's Actually, I will, in solidarity, I will sign up for this. Sick. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Plus, it's
2: cool. It's like, you know, something from hometown.
0: Yeah. Or so A little something area. from
2: home. Yeah. hmm No, I, you know, I rag on Montana a lot, I'll be honest. But yeah. this is, it's definitely a, don't take this place for granted, you mm. know? Like, it's, it's a very unique place to be. Right. In its own way. Right. As its downfall.
0: but. It does have that. Yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of poly people around here, for one. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, I would imagine that. <laughs> But I did start a group, like a meetup group. Really? So we've got a little community going. Just here in Billings? Yeah, like 10 people. That's pretty good. Um, Yeah, so hopefully it'll keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Having a potluck at my house. Communities. Mm -hmm. See, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about um, the plasticity of our brains at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. And how Mm -hmm. uh, quickly we can be plasticized into toxic brain channels or paths or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, and just as quickly though, it, with a little positivity, note this, it took us like three hours to get some positivity in, I think, or for me anyway. Yeah. But some positivity is the idea that you can restructure your brain and that like, part of that plasticity is that you can, even though it's melded one way at one time, it can be melded another way at another time. Yeah. If, if you work it that way. Yep. So like something that's actually part of like this whole project, with like talking to people or like the book club, yeah, is like reading is a thing. Like we were talking, I think off mic about like just looking at print on a page and having to think with it. Yeah, like, something that Borgman Albert Borgman I mentioned him before. He talked about that was a nice basic point was that when you're taking in media like audio even or video, that media takes up more space. You know, speaking in, in terms of um, bytes, right? Yeah. So, there's more for us to work with there, and it's kind of doing more of the work, right? You all you have to do is push play, and all of a sudden you're on the track. All you have to do is listen or watch. Oh yeah. As opposed to with text, for one, it takes up so much less space. You can you can do a freaking novel, three hundred novels on your computer probably plus, right? Like
2: yeah, three hundred million. Yeah, you could do a fuck. You know way more about that than me. Yeah.
0: So that's interesting to think about how our brains have to interact with that, given that some of the information is more just like bones, basically, that you have to work with and you have to put together and analyze and read. And that's kind of what you do when you read text. Um, As opposed to just watching a video, you don't really have to put that much together. In fact, there's one of my favorite things, remember, I learned is, like, uh, in some study, they found that our brains had as much activity or less watching TV than sleeping even. Wow. Which I don't know how that plays because our brains might be pretty active when we're dreaming or whatever, but I took that to mean like when our brains were inactive sleeping. Yeah, right. To, so when you think about that, a lot of people watching things, that's like a time when your brain is inactive and could be, speaking of like atrophying, like could be atrophying.
2: Yeah. No,
0: I agree. It's, uh,
2: this kind of touches on something I thought about a while back. Um, where, I mean, it it goes again, larger theme here being like the internet and social media, but the way that people talk to each other on these platforms, like off mic are talking about how I should stay off Twitter because I should, um, because even I, as woke as I am,
0: (laughs) you're pretty woke, man, for a capitalist, especially. Yeah. That's, I just had to.
2: No, I know, I know. I, get, like, I, I I love poking fun at this. Good. Show. I'm really glad yeah. we could do it. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I I mean, even I will say things on Twitter to people that I would not say to them in yeah. person. You well. know, treat them poorly. So I was trying to figure out how to change the medium so that it's more human. Mm. Right. Yeah. But books, books are different than tweets, obviously. Mm. Books are... Like, you're forced to, like, import that idea into your head and think about it. Right. It's, it's not a, just... It's too big. Yeah. It's I not guess. just 140 characters. What happens big. to you when you watch TV? Are you just... <coughs> it's like you're pretending to be the person on the screen or something? I don't know. I kind of do that. I yeah.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's part of it. You get into the drama and you, like, sympathize with different characters. It's yeah. like a little feely, right? Like in Alice Huxley's... Yeah. Brave New World, they go to the feelies. But you don't have it. to make any decisions. Really. That's what's cool about it, yeah. yeah. You don't have to think. Yeah. You just let it happen. Yeah. Which is cool. I like movies and shit. I love, you know, love music and podcasts, too. But.
2: How do you get back into reading? Because that's something, I, speaking of plasticity, oh, I need to... that's an awesome question. I need to... Re- I'm, I haven't done enough of it.
0: I've been doing the same thing, actually. Because after school, I was fucking done with reading for a while. Right. Um, and then I worked in a law office for like a year after school yep. as a paralegal, and that involved like a decent amount of reading, and that was actually kind of fun some aspects like writing some, uh, I got to write some briefs and stuff, so I got to use like the legal language and shit, which yeah. was interesting. Um, but during that time, I was burned out with reading and shit after school, and then pretty much furthermore got burned out with any kind of like papery shit after the law office, Gotcha. (laughs) So I kind of was in like recovery for a while, where I was like doing music shit, which is good. And yeah, um, yeah, it's a nice. I don't. It's magical, but yeah. um, So I've been figuring out how to try to read again, which is kind of fun, and it's fun because I'm pretty good at it, just from like having spent so much time doing it and writing and stuff. um, In school, but having to come back and like dust the get the rust off and. it's weird. So something I've been doing more is like taking my listening propensity and like just putting that toward audiobooks for one. Okay. So like, and yeah. that keeps me excited with a book where like if I have time to sit down and read with it, that's great. There's an argument that like maybe because of the ability to listen, I end up doing that when I could be reading and getting more out of it by reading. But anyhow, I like the idea that you can go from sitting down reading it and then I can go continue quote reading it as I'm cleaning as i listen yeah right so that's something that's kind of cool for me is to blend like my listening thing with that Uh, yeah that is interesting um because then i like keeps me excited about the shit and i'm like i can't wait to get back to the book and be like oh i can't wait to like read about this and really think about this like um so that's kind of cool reading little things reading stuff that you're actually interested in like that was a basic thing that we talked about off mic too is just like this weird idea that we can expect ourselves to do things that we're not interested in. Yeah. Right. Like, which is something that we're taught and conditioned to do. I from know. Very, like, and that's part of the problem with school, right? Like yep. you don't want to be there. You don't, you don't care about the work, but you have to do the work because that's pretty much what you're gonna do the rest of your life. Motherfucker. Like we yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so, um, that's a real thing. But so if you find something that you're really interested in where the shit like blows your mind or like, like, for me, I was finding, like, this marriage shit at a time that was, like, really important for me to figure some stuff out or, like, mm-hmm. have some help thinking about it. And um, I've just basically been on a track, like, an obsession track like that. And, like, and at that point, it has its own momentum. Yeah. So if you find something that you're interested in enough, you'll read about it, basically. Right. Um, there's some work, right, especially if your, your skills aren't that up or, like, you haven't used them for a while or... Um, but once you kind of get the engine going... Like, you do have to make time for it. Like, I'm still right. I still don't. That's part do of the problem for me. Right now. Yeah, yeah. But, like, meditation time would be similar. It's, like, mm-hmm. sit down and read. Like, I feel like reading is a meditation a lot of time. You're just sitting in Probably a room. True. Like, in a quiet room, usually, reading alone. And yeah. you're just, like, sitting there thinking about things. Um, so that's kind of cool. Like, cool. could be even, like, a substitution for meditation some days. or. Yeah. Something. I
2: like the idea of mixing
0: the yeah. two. Audiobooks
2: yeah. and the text. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that probably would work for me. I didn't even think of that.
0: But yeah, I've that's tried. That's just what I did with this Sex of Dawn book. Really? I found it. I was just yeah. reading it. I was so obsessed with it. That's why I started doing. I was like, I have to go to work right now, but I can't stop reading this book, so I'm just fucking put it here. Yeah, out. great. So, there you go. Yeah. That's part of my
2: problem is I'm just all over the place. Right. It's, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Right. But, um, yeah. I, I will say, I mean, I've been trying to read more lately, and it's amazing... How hard that is mm. if you have not done it for a long time. Like I read a lot, but it's very quick articles and shit. Yeah, it's it's just quick hits of information. Right. It's not something I have to sit down and consider. Think about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that I was surprised by how difficult it was at
0: first. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of humbling. It yeah. still is. It's for like, me. I'm just like I'm not up for this right now. I'm yeah, like, I suck at this. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Then it comes. Then
0: like people that write books. Mm. That's a whole lot of thought yeah, yeah. just sitting there and M- mad respect right yeah like pretty cool yeah
2: mm-hmm. what else do we want to cover
0: it's there's some shit about relativity but i don't know if we want to talk about models and oh yeah save that one we
2: might have to save that one <laughs> well mm. Did we cover everything you want to talk about man what? we got a list
0: yeah, I think we pretty much worked through this stuff. It was pretty quick as I was. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot, man. Yeah, we've gone all over this. We'll probably this find something. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. No, it's yeah. how I like it. And I think there's a way to be meandering without being, like, purposeless. Right. Right? Like, some people. I wonder how this podcast comes off. If It's, like, too chaotic or, um, like, doesn't make sense quite in the same way that shit makes sense. But, um,. I like the idea of just having really open, like, loose conversations. Yeah, well... And having some... Like, I have an idea of where I want to go with you. Yeah. And, like, how we can kind of... I can steer us there, or we can both steer us there, but... Yeah. um, We can take a lot of different, like, paths along the way. Yeah. No, I love this kind of...
2: Like, I listen to a whole bunch of
0: podcasts. Mm. Like, I went junkie. Thing. Yeah, I am too. Like if there's any silent time, it's filled with podcasts usually. C- can we take a minute really fast now that it came up um to list like shit that you've been consuming into like that you've been really vibing on? Yeah. Is um that to podcasts or music or anything. Movies. Well, Books, I la- book club my my podcasts that's kind of good for that.
2: Yeah, I for my main my main one is the Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah, that which what it's, it's I, I some people don't like, which I actually get. Um, I get it too. Yeah but it, it vibes with me. Mm-hmm. Well, like he's <laughs> just know? such a powerhouse. Like, yeah, he and he, get, he gets really interesting people on right. there sometimes. Like, he had David Lee Roth on there recently. Which oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. That's, a, like, what an interesting guy. That's cool. Um, the After On podcast, if oh. you've heard of this. Uh-huh. Um, the guy's name escapes me. Uh, he's had some, that, that's that's more in the science... Realm. Okay. And that one's amazing. Hardcore History Dan Carlin. Oh, yeah. Um, what else is there? I, I like uh, Recode, Decode with Kara Swisher. That's a great podcast if you want to kind of keep up with the tech industry. Oh. And she goes hard in the paint with these CEOs. Oh, that's great. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. She'll, like, go listen to, uh, like, her interview with Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's she, cool. She holds him to the flames. Nice which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um I like some of Sam, Har- Sam Harris's stuff. Yeah. Um Do you like Jordan Peterson at all?
0: I saw you, you're kind I of guess I guess I I I liked
2: maybe? him a lot at first. Yeah. And then kind of not so much now. Yeah. He kind of is a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. Right. I think he, there's things he he says that are very beneficial and some yeah. some people need to hear. Right. Um but I He's just he's kind of too old school. Yeah, he's for pretty me. old school. You yeah. know. Yeah.
0: It's kind of cool though. He's like a little bit of a oh, a dandy, what they used to call in the old days, which is like I don't actually I'm not familiar with that. No, I've heard
2: this term but I don't even know what it means. It's an old-timey term yeah.
0: for uh somebody who like drances f- fancy. It's like and to me, it kind of has gay overtones. Like if somebody has, like, a man has style really? in particular. Yeah, like yeah. It's a it's a man in particular. It's called a dandy. Dandy. And so he's definitely a dandy with his nice suits and yeah, he's arty and he's about ideas and yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess
2: it, I I was reading an article about him. I guess the inside of his house is like filled with like old Marxist
0: artwork. Oh, is that right? He's like fascinated with yeah. This yeah, it's interesting. He's
2: he's an interesting person. Right. Um,
0: and he's moderate. He's pretty smart. Yeah, no. He, like I his said, his ideas are kind of fucked up sometimes. Sometimes,
2: yeah. Sometimes they're just like too old school. Yeah.
0: Like, well, it's, and it's shit about gender and yeah. that is not cool. But and yeah,
2: I mean, I, I try to it,
0: with it doesn't it depends on the
2: person, but I try
0: to extract the valuable stuff, and then right the other stuff. I don't know. Well, there's a question about if what, we should even be talking about him, right? Like I'm trying to be sensitive on this podcast too, and I'm also learning a lot about like. Um, like queerness and shit and uh, like with myself even and then like meeting more queer people and like finding out about that so I'm trying to be sensitive and in that sense like I wonder if we should even be fucking talking about this motherfucker because he does have some pretty ignorant shit about um, or like misguided shit about gender or political stuff. Yeah so here's my take on that Yeah. because I bought into that for a while. Yeah with him?
2: Yeah like yeah, I think the way he looks at this is it's got, you know, like, there's just this black and white, which for a long time I was like, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people in my own family have struggled with this sort of stuff, you know, identity issues and things. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, even if he's right that that is the case, how does it help anybody to just tell someone that they're just confused and wrong they're and they just need yeah. yeah. yeah right yeah I don't I, like I don't really know what the answer is i am mm-hmm. just I just for me like all I care about is that people are treated fairly and are, can be happy doing what they want and
0: respected and yeah. Shit. yeah right
2: yeah. I think yeah. everybody deserves that right so and, and this is coming from someone I, I there's a time where I would have been like yeah he's right mm-hmm. um now I don't I don't know what the I guess my position is I don't know what the answer is I don't know Yeah. I let other people tell me tell you tell me what the what they think you know? yeah try not to have because it's like oh, I, I can't I have a hard time relating to uh, like even my family members like mm-hmm. for I f, like I feel like a just a normal like I'm just your basic. White dude. dude or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. white bread or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Like, generic. Right. So I have a, I struggle to relate. Sure. Which makes it hard, but I also, you know, I, I think everyone deserves to do what they want to do. And
0: yeah. It's not that big a deal. It's not my
2: problem, deal. you know? Yeah. Like, I just want you to be happy. Right.
0: Well, it's not worth, like, yeah. being a dick about it. Right, like, yes. Basically, yeah. Right?
2: <laughs> and I get why you would. I understand why you're hesitant to talk about it, too. Because mm. it is sensitive. And yeah, yeah. People get upset about it right. quickly. Right. Which I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how else to say, like... I hope that comes across clearly. what I'm yeah. trying to get out there. I think so.
0: Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Like, it, it, if you've spent time dealing with these issues and talked, like, with a family member or whatever, yeah, that, right. like... Gives you some right to talk about it or something. Like, I don't know what... Yeah, what I'm I all I saying,
2: can say for sure is I, I have a lot of empathy.
0: Right. And that's pretty, I think, should be appreciated. Yeah. Especially, like, something that I think is a problem with the left, and now it definitely sounds like a Rogan podcast. <laughs> um, we're not going that direction, but, like... Yeah. The idea of tearing each other down when, like, there are so few, like, the army's small, folks. Like, the woke army. Yeah. Like... We gotta kind of, in some sense, take what we can get, and I, I understand that there's this thing about not giving on your values, but there is a real question, practically, about like, right, how yeah. worth. And I, this is I'm kind of a purist about shit, so I understand like the purity of ideas and stuff, yes. and how that's really important, and like integrity is really important, and I think it's also dumb that we're just like fucking talking about like bathrooms, like somebody just go we use that fucking shit yeah, right I don't there, Eric. Do we should really have, care? Like, come on. No. Yeah. It's because there's this other shit that's going on, and then there's something else you could throw a fit about. Yeah. And, like, to me, that's... Right, in my mind, I'm always like, why are we arguing about bathrooms when, like, the oceans are going to be dead in, like, 30 minutes? Yeah. Months? Like, yeah. could somebody please start talking about real shit? Like, let these people do their shit. It doesn't, like... Yeah, it, this shouldn't be an issue. No. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and it... You know, I... This kind of goes back to what I
2: I made a point earlier about where I kind of live in this dual. I inhabit. I'm hated by everybody Mm. because I'm not super, super left, I guess, and I'm Mm -hmm. not right.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Which some people would say I'm too afraid to take in a a position. Sure. Which maybe they're right. Yeah, yeah. Frankly. Mm -hmm. But. That um, might be something I get
0: accused of sometimes. Yeah,
2: I mean. You might be right, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure it out, I guess, yeah, but I do i I think on both ends of the political spectrum, you have a little bit of what you're talking about mm-hmm.
1: where
2: it's it's like where it's pragmatism versus mm-hmm. what's ultimately right, right, you know,
0: and trying to balance those two things because sometimes they're at odds, right, yeah, yeah, or the posturing stuff is a real thing, and that's a product of like Instagram yes shit, right yeah. like that um. And that's bad for the cause, too. Yeah. I mean, arguably, like, you don't want people showing up to your marches just so they can get a picture on Instagram. Like, yeah. That's not like, a great... Hopefully fight. they like, actually... Yeah. You know, like... You want people that believe in what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It kind of cuts both ways, but... Yeah.
2: Um, it's a tough subject, man. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, and I've been trying... I don't even know if I should be fucking talking about it, but I thought... Me either. <laughs> um, We'll I thought it was worth it. It's something I've been thinking about and taking more seriously. I've been dating, um, like, some non-binary people. Yeah. And it's been, like, fucking really cool and just been, like, really getting me to think about things harder. And um, it's funny just because, like, Billings is white bread, largely. So, like, yeah. I just haven't been exposed to it to some extent. Yeah. I mean, just a little bit up to now. And I don't know if I hold myself away from it uh, before. I probably did to some extent. But, um, I don't know, just, like thinking about that shit, I think it needs to be talked about and yeah, kind of normalized in that sense. Like, we should be talking about how fucked up our gender shit is. Like, this relates to all of the stuff that we've been talking about. Yeah, with, like, and,
2: and again, like, I want to stress, like, I used to be, like, there's two genders. Yeah. Um, and that I've kind of changed my mind about this fairly recently. Um, just because, you, you know, know, I know how hard it is to be me, right? Yeah, yeah and that sounds egotistical maybe but like it's hard to, I, it's I can't I, it's really hard you know like I, what good does making judgments about what's going on in someone else's head mm. do for anybody mm. you know that's kind of what made me start that to that's nice yeah. yeah
0: it's not your business yeah why do you have to make it your problem yeah it's not it's, it's not my problem
2: like right. we're friends we're nice you're a nice person you know right. I enjoy being around People like,
0: yeah, that's all that should matter, and you know, fortunately, that's not the reality, but this is getting at something I just had a vague thought of it. It's pretty big, so um, seeing, oh, shit, <laughs> <laughs> see, that happens all the time. Um, what were you just saying? I want to try to get it,
2: um, okay. just that. You know, passing judgment on how other people feel and what's going oh. you know, on, you know, like what good does that do? Right. You know, how are you really helping anything by doing that? Right.
0: So this thing about making things like about us. Yeah. I think is a pro- like making it about you, making it personal. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever read like the Four green or the Five Agreements, Four Agreements book. No. It's like kind of a self-improvement book, but it's kind yeah. of cool. One of the things is like not take things personally. Yeah. Which is a really nice basic rule that yeah. just kind of is a reality check that the world isn't about you. Yes. So, right, like, if you have an issue with how somebody else identifies their gender, it probably has more to do with you than with interesting Interesting. Yeah. Like, it's not, you're saying that their problems are their problems, but you're just reading your problems onto their problems because that's a big black box that you've left open and undealt with. Yeah. And you haven't, like, worked through complicated issues of what it feels like to be a human and how, like, yeah, right. I guess these restrictive gender boxes don't really fit most people. Yeah. And so, like, and it might explain why some people feel so uncomfortable that they feel the need to talk about somebody else's gender as if it's, like, an issue. Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I'm trying to, I, when you're saying this, I'm trying to think about, like, what made me upset about it. Yeah. That's a good question. It's, uh, I think I, this is just personal, but I think it felt, I think I felt like They people were trying to tell me that I was doing it, doing it wrong or something. You know what I mean? Oh, which is goes. It's exactly what you're saying. It's like, it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. trying to tell you, tell me that, Hey, this is, you know, I want you to treat me a
0: certain way. Right. And I'm hearing, oh, I right. want you to act like me or whatever. Right, right. So this is Which kind is of. wrong. I think this is just a product of being insecure with one's position. Yeah, maybe. Because it's unexamined, Yeah. probably. And, like, when somebody brings up that issue, you do realize that it's a big, like, like ooh, black I'm space. not sure you how haven't I feel about that. At. Yeah, yeah so that's what you it get is. defensive yeah. and then you get, like, violent towards it sometimes. Yeah. Like, we don't like the unknown. So, like, yeah. we try to box that shit away usually yeah maybe Uh, that's what it is to me that seems like that was something that um, like happened like in the divorce was really weird it's like I ended up dealing with everybody else's emotions about the divorce yeah and not like me like not my own shit that I was going through yeah and so like to me that is also like another black box where it's like when it comes up like, people start putting their own, like, relationship shit on it. Yeah. And, right, like, I was feeling really isolated and shit and looking to, like, talk to people about my stuff, and they were just, like, talking to me about how they were really confused about polyamory and how, like, um, this other shit. Yeah. And so I ended up being in the position where I had to, like, help walk this person through examining their position before they could sympathize with me. Gotcha. Because there's yeah. this whole thing, and I think there is a whole thing in our culture about monogamy and about marriage, where no, there's this sure. mystique and, like, this Disney Channel vibe about it, or Disney movie, yeah. like, rom-com vibe about it. Um, and, I don't know, so, like, those black boxes I think we need to talk about, and so that we have to stop. Like, we have enough shit to deal with on our own, and we don't need to be projecting our shit on other yeah. people. And and just, just be nice to people. But that's a lot harder than it sounds, especially more and more as the scraps get get smaller, you know? Yeah, it is. That's true. So, and that's kind of part of the problem, like, talking about your dad. Again, off mic, like, you were saying you understand where these people come from. Yeah. Like, a lot of us are, and I I know this isn't, it can be bad to say that we're a victim of circumstance, because it sounds like you're excusing, like right, like a racist grandma, this came up on the podcast the other day, like, yeah. do you say, well, that's okay, grandma, like, that's just how people thought when you came up, and you couldn't really help where you come up, and yeah. I like that, like, I think that's a pretty liberal thought, actually, to be yeah. like, you can't help where you're born, so, like, it is. Be yeah, forgiving you're for right. that, or whatever. Yep. Um, but what, yeah, anyway. it's a hard, that's a tough subject,
2: man, I mean, yeah. I'll fall on the sword for this one. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like, you know, I was surrounded by extremely conservative people growing up, and um, I get, you know, I get that viewpoint. Yeah, I think better than people. Well, most people that aren't conservative do right. Um, that doesn't, but that doesn't mean that I agree with it, and that it that their ideas should be implemented. Right. right? So I, I, mean, I find the f- most effective way to to argue points like you know, right versus left. It's just to, just to, let's just ask each other questions. Right. You know, totally. Try to, try to drill down into
0: each other's viewpoints. That can be so hard. And then build back up from there. Right. So I really like that because that one's easy and hard. Yes. Asking questions is really basic. Um, But there's this whole thing about just being in, being a human being subject to so many sets of circumstances. Oh man. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Can you go, keep going? It's. You know. Well, I think I think I mentioned.
2: I get the sense, like, you know, I think well, clearly we're talking about like the right, the right, wing of politics here. Yeah. I get the sense that a lot of people that I interact with that are very conservative feel cheated, in some way. Right. And. Be- Arguably,
0: m- that's because they have. That's where I'm coming yeah. from, right?
2: Yeah, but they're 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 scapegoating, totally, right? Because it's easier to blame, uh, you know, all oh, the government sucks or, or welfare or, codes or, or something you know Mexicans are coming here yeah. to, you know, like the president said, bad hombres or whatever, like yeah, um, um, yeah, like, and it, the reality is just not that, but they're... You know, people in middle America have been cheated in different ways, mm. you know? And that's, again... Well, they the, were the cheated tech into the American dream thing. And yeah, and then that. the tech economy has just run away mm. without them. With all the money, too. Yep. So, I get it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where
0: I start the conversation, I guess. Right, right, right. Yeah.
2: These are these are tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. But questions, I do, So, that thing in uh, communicating, we're kind of getting into some nice shit with... Um, just talking yeah like and why it's hard sometimes to t- ask just ask questions and we see that play out in political discourse all the time where like people li- almost literally can't sit in the same room together yep. if a certain topic comes up yeah um but it takes like a lot of back structuring between people or even just within one person to be able to show up to a conversation and be secure enough and like Stable enough to have a genuine exchange. Yeah. And that can be problematic when you get into the weeds with emotional issues, right? And this comes up in like poly shit all the time. Yeah. Or like during a jealousy thing, like I said before, it's like a minefield. And yeah. so like being aware of where you have to step yeah. before like you pull this fuse because you know that like pulling, saying this thing, which is important for you to say, is going to piss them off. And then you're going to have to work through that and be on your toes. Yeah. And they're going to be on their toes so that they don't. Like, yeah. They need to be able to step away if they're going to say something fucked up. Yeah. Like, they say, I need to go on a walk. Yeah. So it to be really difficult, and it's especially difficult when it's most important. Yeah. Right? Like, when the pressure's on, that's when you need to make. You pull the right wire. Yeah. To debomb, to d- whatever, de- disarm the bomb. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, that's hard, man. But you have to think about a lot of shit, and, like, it's kind of cool with the poly shit because it gets, like, exponentially more complicated, right? Like, yeah. You imagine two parties and, like, them having offshoots, but then between so, three, there's or four. This is interesting. So this is a problem in computer science called the traveling salesman
2: problem. Right, yeah. And when you, it's, you're basically describing a node. You're a node in a large graph that's all inter- interconnected. Okay. A node is just a circle, and then you have... Everybody else, and they all have lines drawn between them. Yeah. Every time you add a node to that graph, you add exponentially more paths. Than yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, that's Nerd great. Shit. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah that's quantum ass shit. Yeah. I um, don't know if it's quantum. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the problem is like if you want to find uh, the most efficient path, which is kind of what you're describing in a mm. way, like the most efficient path to nice. solving your problem, and yeah. it, the network you're talking about is people, right? That's a traveling salesman problem. Is um, finding the most efficient route through that graph right. decisions right. yeah it's a it, it interest I find that's that great. I find these things interesting mm-hmm. the parallels between computer science and like psychology and yeah, philosophy yeah. and that's, stuff because humans humans created computers yeah so they're, they're in some sense just a a they store a, a part of ideation of humanity in a way yeah you know what I mean so like fuck yeah there's weird little <laughs> things that seem to correlate Yeah. And this is one of them, I think. Right, right. And also, one of the problems with the traveling salesman problem is that it's incredibly computationally difficult. Yeah. So if you have a huge, huge graph and you're trying to find an efficient path through this, it can take a thousand years to compute on a supercomputer. Because you have to
0: try all the different paths. Yeah.
2: Whereas humans can solve this problem much, much, much faster. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Or the the solution will just come to you seemingly out of thin air. Why can't computers do that? Oh. Humans can. Like that's really the difference between that's, Oh, that's, that's like why we don't Yeah, we don't shit. computers do not have this. Mm-hmm. And that's we don't even understand it in ourselves in some ways. That's really yeah. cool. I don't know where I'm and going with this, but it's I think these things are cool. It's yeah. Weird. Really good.
0: Oh, humans? Yeah, it's good to be human. Yeah. I think it's all right. It's alright. I think it's good to embrace the meatiness of it as much as it sucks. Yeah. Like There's growth to be had doing shit.
2: that, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's like coming to terms with our reality, our reality. Yeah.
2: I mean, as far as we know, we're the only things in the universe that get to do this.
0: Yeah. As far as we know. Yeah.
2: So let's try to do something good
0: with it. Do something cool. Yeah. Um, can I read you something out of this book? Yes. I think it'd be fun. Absolutely. And then we'll call it. Cool. Maybe after we talk about it a little bit. I don't know. We'll probably keep going a little bit. <laughs> There's a really cool aspect of this book that's trying to uh, redefine our sexual nature and, like, uh, step outside of boxes that Darwin actually set up in his science. Gotcha. He was, like, a Victorian... Man, an aristocrat of that time, pretty much. Yeah, right. And kind of prided himself on not having slept with his wife, or if much, if at all, I forget. Um, so he had this Victorian view of the world, which, as you can imagine, is rather like our own. Yeah. Highly artificial. Yep. Like very class laden, and so he took that view of the world and. When he was observing animals, he would put it on them, seemingly. To where we get pictures of like the, um, like the shy or the timid female, like the, the woman who's playing hard to get, essentially, mm-hmm. because the whole narrative is that. Women are trying to make sure that men, that the men they pick are good, and part of that is, like saying no to them a bunch of times and having the man persist. Yep. Which sounds a lot like r- pretty rapey to me, actually. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. Think about that. Yeah, like, there's a real thing where our like yeah. reality as we think of ourselves and our yeah. nature is like rapey or something. Where like, so it's, it's like no, no, don't do that, no, and that's like cute in some like Disney, yeah Disney movies or some shit. Like, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Um. Okay. 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 So I forgot what the fuck was happening, but let me just read this. Um. To take one or what we'll just say this, we argue that women's women's seemingly consistent preference for men with access to wealth is not a result of innate evolutionary programming, as the standard model asserts, but simply a behavioral adaptation to a world in which men control a disproportionate share of the world's resources. As we'll explore in detail, before the advent of agriculture a hundred centuries ago, women typically had as much access to food protection and social support as did men. We'll see that upheavals in human societies are resulting from the shift to settled living in agricultural communities brought radical changes to women's ability to survive. Suddenly, women lived in a world where they had to barter their reproductive capacity for access to the resources and protection they needed to survive. But these conditions are very different from those in which our species had been evolving previously. Interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. This just that thing... It goes back to the fundamentals of property And like Yeah Women being turned Into a commodity Essentially Where it's like Their sexual productivity Is yeah. something That they trade Interesting I don't know if I've never that. heard Yeah
2: I don't I don't know That I've been exposed To that idea before Yeah I'm just thinking Yeah I mean It makes sense yeah. To me Plus, what jumped to my head right away when you started reading that was, like, I wonder, like, there's examples of, like, matriarchal societies, right?
0: There are. They're few and far between nowadays. Yeah. But, I mean, like, way back. Way back. There's arguments, I think, that there's one, like, five, I had a misogyny book that I was reading that said, like, 5,000 years ago is about when there were more matriarchies. But it seemed like quickly, maybe women were made into another piece of property yeah after the agricultural revolution but yeah before that right women were going out and gathering they were had just as much access to resources even though men got meat like women gathered berries and shit and it yeah. was like actually
2: complementary and it was even cooperative. more
0: i think they provided more cal- caloric shit to yeah. the tribe because yeah. of the, the stability like it was a state yeah. thing interesting yeah
2: I mean, I, I wish I had more. I don't know. Nah, I guess I, I don't know. I don't really know. This is stuff I... I, feel, I think my knee-jerk reaction to it is probably wrong.
0: Oh, I'd like to hear it, though.
2: Okay, so what is my knee-jerk reaction to this?
0: Well, because I like the idea. Part of communicating is, like, being able to put something out there yeah. without necessarily buying into it. Yeah. Right? Like, so knee-jerk is cool, and I think we, we can talk about it in a sense that, like, we don't have to take you that seriously. Right? Yeah. We're just talking. I'm
2: just, yeah, spitball. But yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know. I mean,
2: it... It does seem like there's some kind of... Like, I have a hard time with the whole... Um, I guess patriarchy thing. Ooh. I don't know why though because it, i think there's objective facts that make a good case for it mm-hmm. right but i don't it's it's not it's not that it's just like how i feel about it mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i don't know how to reconcile those two things
0: how do you feel about it i well it doesn't feel real
2: to me oh like this whole
0: like that there is this right but i think part this of might that could be a blindness of your privilege it could what be talking about, yeah like with that
2: yeah, and yeah. I, but I, and I also don't feel, I don't feel like, like at Beartooth, for example, we're like 50-50 men and women. Yeah, yeah. It gets, I don't know, it, maybe, and it, like you say, maybe it's just because I've never been exposed to real yeah, serious I've examples of this. Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, actually, I have. That's not true. I have. Right. Um, but
0: I mean, in like a professional sense. Yeah. Like I've seen it and shit
2: and I haven't Mm -hmm. but that's but I also don't have a good sample size for this no yeah you're in a
0: pretty different spot than most
2: (laughs) so I think like my emotional knee jerk reaction is like eh doesn't seem right or I don't know but there's there's I mean there's clear clearly something to it Mm -hmm. right I just I don't know I need to learn more about this you have to read the book yeah it's on audible so yeah I'll read the book we'll talk again after that. Yeah, see what that'd be great, see man. see if see what I think. Uh-huh.
0: you might be just like fucking poly guy or something. Maybe. I don't know. Anything's possible, man. Just uh yeah. You'd be in a good spot for it in LA. Okay. True. Mm-hmm. Very it's true. Like Venice Beach
2: actually yeah. probably great, I would think. Yeah, Venice, yeah. that's one thing I love about Venice. It is the weirdest place. Mm-hmm. You can total and it's been good for me in the respect that you can just be who you want to be. You yeah, can I mean, be yourself. And no, you are never the weirdest person in Venice. That's great. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of cool for that. Yeah. The Bay Area, San Francisco kind of is like that too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like San Francisco for other reasons, but yeah. mostly due to the tech industry nonsense.
0: Yeah. More, more tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I could rail on those guys for hours. We could do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll do this again, I hope.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah. I, this was fun. Cool. You know, we do we solve all the world's problems? No, we just pointed at most Pointed, them pointed at them. Pointed at them. Complained Typical. in a really,
0: really complicated way. Yeah. Well. That's important, though. If
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're interested in learning to code, get at me.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask if there's any plugs. Do you want to plug your company and shit or anything? Um,
2: yeah, if you need uh, off-grid communication systems, if you, you know, in the backcountry skiing, tired of carrying big... Bulky two ways around. Um, Beartooth.com is our website. Instagram? Uh, what is my... I think my Instagram is Jefferson M. Jones.
0: Is it a company name? Yeah, bear, I
2: think it's just Beartooth. At Beartooth. At Beartooth. Or at Beartooth Radio, maybe. That was the original company name, but we... Make,
0: tightened it up. Sleeker. Yeah. Going to L.A., baby. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, it uh I'm trying to do this this free programming course um yeah. with the disclaimer that I I I'm not a real teacher. I don't know what I'm doing quite yet, but I'm trying That's to great. just help people uh learn it if they want. And uh it, trying you know, trying to get as many people involved in it as,
0: as I can. Yeah. Well and to I'm gonna grow. do it. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. That's some good shit to know about, man.
2: Yeah. I feel like it, it's, a, it's the best thing I can offer people. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You know? So.
0: I think teaching is really cool. It's fun to figure out what you really know through teaching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how
2: you know if you really understand something. Yeah, because you walk through it. With you can somebody teach somebody else. Yeah. 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 And I've, I really love doing it, too. Because so. mm-hmm. I, I, it's something I love
0: deeply. So I'm happy to share. Very nice. Cool, man. This has been great. I always ask if there's any other last words. If you've ever wanted to say anything on the air, we're not on the air, but we're in the podcast. So oh, man, I should have prepared for this. Like, um, That's probably the last words. <laughs> I should have prepared for <laughs> this. That, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those would probably be mine, too. <laughs> I would I don't know, last words? I, I like it because it's funny. It sounds like I'm about to kill you. Yeah. Maybe that's a little macabre.
2: Um, I would say, you know... I think I believe in humans I think we're going to figure this out ooh so you know, brave I mean, words yeah
0: that's appreciated
2: yeah so uh, you know I'll be, I'll be out there trying to do what I can I guess we'll see cool me too yeah. Yeah.
0: thanks Jeff thanks yeah for man thanks for having me flying here sort of for this and seeing because yeah. you see family of that. Domingo's here Domingo's chilling he doesn't know his name I'm pretty sure it's too long also, he's a cat. He's a cat. Cool. All right, well, I'm going to push stop. Cool. Well, that does it for another episode of the Waste Books Appendices. That was Appendix 009, again, with Jeff Jones. Uh, if you want to follow along with what he's doing, be sure to check out his website. Um, or I guess his company's website, Beartooth.com. That's the radio phone company. And uh, yeah, that was fucking awesome. Jeff is a great talker. I'll definitely be having him back. Um, Let's see. Oh, if you liked what you heard, check out our website, waste-division.org, or check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash waste Division. Uh, if you want to kind of be a patron and help us produce more good shit. Uh, we're always trying to pay the bills. Music today is by the Alex Nauman organ trio with their song, The Spock, from uh, Alex's album, Loud Lullabies. <laughs>